Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Aloha and welcome shifters, light guardians, interdimensional friends within this beautiful holographic matrix. My name is Brendan, aka Mystic Spider-Man, aka Skull Babylon Wolf Shield, welcoming you back for another inspirational educational episode of Leading the Shift, a podcast to be able to help activate your potential. Thank you so much for joining us here. I'm here with my very good friend, Nathaniel Solace, the the performance alchemists and we're going to be getting into some very inspirational discussion here really helping you step into your potential really diving deep helping you become aware of, of of where you're maybe making excuses and what stories you may be holding on to and how to change just the regular things within your day-to-day life the little things that make a big difference so we're going to pass it over to nathaniel just to be able to say a quick hello and then i'm just going to do a very quick uh introduction for those of you who may be brand new to paradigm Shift central and then we're going to dive right back into the conversation and for those of you who are tuning in on YouTube and Facebook, please feel free to drop some 1111s to make sure that you can hear us okay. And if you are watching this on Facebook, be sure to jump over to YouTube because that's where you'll be able to ask questions that we'll be able to answer on air later in the episode. So for everybody watching this on Facebook, just know that we don't always see your comments, but if you're over in YouTube, we will make sure that we uh, take note of them. So with that said, I'm going to pass the talking stick over to Nathaniel. So Nathaniel, welcome to Leading the Shift, and it's an honor to be able to have you here. What's up, Wolf Shield? Thanks for having me on, dude. I'm super stoked. It's about it's about time you had me back. I know, right? <laughs> and and that's the thing. Like for for those who have been tuned into Paradigm Shift over the years, we've had Nathaniel on in a couple episodes, literally like back in I think it was 2012, and then again in 2013. So again, you know, just like cycles, cycles return and come back once the mm-hmm. time is right. So like I said, brother, I'm I'm really excited to be able to have you here and not just be able to have this discussion, but really to be able to deliver some valuable practical information that our audience is really going to be able to take with them, integrate and to be able to allow them to continue to level themselves up. So moving right into this, allow me to just quickly introduce things for those of you who may be new to leading the shift and Paradigm Shift Central. As I said, ParadigmShiftCentral.com is a real world interactive game to be able to help assist with the shift in consciousness. And part of the way how we do that is by encouraging, inspiring people to step into their uh, their archetypes and their potential as light guardians, as shifters, as conscious media creators, as leaders within their local communities. And that's exactly what the discussion here within Leading the Shift is all about. Of course, this is episode two, so you can go back and check out episode one and stay tuned for future episodes. Be sure to tune in to Paradigm Shift Radio on iTunes, where you can subscribe for the MP3s, or be sure to go out to ParadigmShiftCentral.com and also at YouTube.com forward slash Skull Babylon to find all of the past episodes. So again, 
Here at Leading the Shift, we provide you with insightful and inspirational discussions to help you activate into your potential and make positive impact in the world as leaders, light guardians, creators, and shifters. So for those of you who want to go and just be able to share this with your friends, that is a great way to be able to help support the show. Honestly, like word of mouth is just like one of the best ways to be able to help get more people synced up with the value that we are offering here. A huge shout out and thank you to people who are supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brendan Colton. Sign up there with a monthly donation donation to be able to help support future ongoing broadcasts that we do for the community as well as get your 25% discount code for items at questitemshop.com such as the shift buttons which have the paradigm essential website which you can use as practical tools to be able to give to people and build community and of course the exclusive light guardian crystal so there you go there's your little plug and now we're ready to get right into the conversation so Nathaniel Solace as I said just as a quick introduction him and I we've known each other for for quite a while and and I can literally remember like back in 2011, maybe even 2010, Nathaniel and I, and and literally just like, I, I don't want to say a handful, there was obviously more than that, but there weren't a lot of people who are really just like putting out intentional conscious content to really help inspire people. So when I came across his stuff, I was like, yo, this guy's doing it. This guy, me and him, like we're on this like shared mission. And so naturally it was just like my intuitive instinct to be able to reach out and connect. And he's been creating content over the years. He has continued to level up into being able to provide his coaching, his, his services through coaching. He helps entrepreneurs. He helps people through, you know, just like their everyday habits, through their businesses, through their relationships, anything really. So he's a man of many hats. And you can check out more of his stuff at NathanielSolace.com and also RitualReboot.com. I've had the privilege of being able to check out and connect with Nathaniel through a few of the programs that he's offered over the years. Years. And uh, again, just backstepping a bit, Instagram.com, just find him at Nathaniel Solace and the same as Facebook. Links are down in the info below. And just as another little piece of information, as I get ready to pass over the talking stick to Nathaniel, and we're going to hear a bit about his story and what his message is and his services. For those of you who may be saying like, hey, this guy looks kind of familiar. Well, if you've seen the Journey to Lucidity Lucidity movie, you'll realize that he's actually like a rock star, and he's actually like a you know one of the one of the characters who I meet along that journey. If you remember in the first scene in Journey to Lucidity, when I give someone the pine cone, and he's like he's like it's you, it's you, like that was Nathaniel Solace. And and the first time I went to Lucidity, uh, he was one of the people who I had the fortune of being able to connect with. Early on, uh, he welcomed me into his house, him and a few other buddies. Through there, I got to connect with a, just a, the rest of an amazing group of tribe. And so again, over the years, it's been an honor to be able to have him on. It's been an honor for me to be able to learn from him and for me to intentionally bring him into this space so that now you, the audience, can get a chance to personally connect with him, reach out to him after the show, sign up for some of his programs, and just be able to experience the value that he has to offer, right? So I like how it's just like shrugging the shoulders, like, yeah, yeah, you know, I guess that's it. Nice of you to say Yeah, that. yeah, exactly, it. right? So <laughs> anyway, so thank you again, everyone, for being here. Let's get, let's get this conversation rolling and hold on to your questions until a little bit later in the show. And so as we move through this, we're going to learn a little bit from Nathaniel in terms of what he does, what his passion is, what his story is, and from there, his message and his services. And and part of the reason why we invite people to share their stories, for you, the audience, I really want you to be able to reflect on the idea of being able to see yourself within any of the stories that we have shared through through leading the shift. So with that said, Nathaniel, 
welcome again and we'll pass the talking stick over to you please feel free to introduce yourself tell us a bit about what you do your passions and your story as well and by all means pass the talking stick back at any point and we'll uh, go from there so go right ahead awesome. brother cool thank you so much dude and uh, and just thank you again for everything that you do bro like putting on a show like I hope people really understand and can respect the level of detail and professionalism and just your, your ability to show up and really serve and care for your tribe, you are easily the most consistent shifter that I know on the internet. As far as your content, your delivery, your integrity, your quality, like you actually give a shit and it shows up and it, and it went and we can feel it and we can tell. So I just thank you for it. It's an honor to be a part of this. Um, I honestly like even just the idea of being a shifter, um, being a part of the paradigm shift, that is my mission. That is my story. That is all of it, right? Um, my story could take hours and hours and hours to tell, but it's really this kind of interesting, unique sort of setup where, you know, I was adopted before I was born, so I've never met my birth family, which ultimately caused a, a, a form of a trauma right from my birth, right? And being so disconnected from something that comes so naturally to most animals um, to, you know, to be raised by the creatures that created you kind of started my brain on this very young age on this kind of interesting journey. And then my mom who adopted me, she passed away when I was eight. So all of a sudden here I am eight years old with, with this trauma and never feeling like I was at home with these people who were raising me because they weren't my family. I could just feel it. There was something that, that really uh, stood out to me about that. And then my mom passes away and I'm like, where the hell did she go? <laughs> and so I'm, here I am eight years old dealing with all this pain and not knowing how to express myself and then also wondering what the hell death means and not having any sort of religious context or anything like that uh, in my upbringing. Um, but ironically, not ironically, but synchronistically, uh, about the same time my mom passed away is when I started lucid dreaming. So by the time I was eight years old, I was going like full lucid, like full reality creation mode and everything. So I'm this young kid with this really interesting brain wondering why the world doesn't really make a lot of sense. And I get into high school and start actually studying the world and learning about things, and you're like, whoa, it's kind of screwy, right? Like there's like 2 billion people without access to clean drinking water or like proper hygiene or proper plumbing or heating or all these kinds of things, right? And then the U.S. throws out enough food every year to like feed all the hungry people. And there's more uh, empty houses in the U.S. than there are homeless people, right? And all these little equations start to not add up. And all of those are just symptoms of the quote unquote old paradigm. Right or just an outdated, uh, uh, no longer needed paradigm. So by the time I was like 16, I was really having a lot of uh, powerful conversations with a really tight-knit group of friends, which actually feels very uh, similar to the circles that you create in your paradigm shift communities and that you teach people and train people how to like build out their communities and be able to bring people together. And we were doing this in high school and having these big conversations, like how come this quantum physicist is talking about free energy technology and then the government's saying this, and then how come these guys learn how to grow food with less water and less this, and then, but these guys keep saying this, and starting to realize so much wasn't adding up, and I, I, I came to this point with myself where I, like, had that moment of, like, truly, like, devoting and committing the rest of my life, no matter how that looks, to just doing my best to contribute to it being better, because um, thankfully I was, you know, despite my trauma and losing a parent and losing an older brother and all these kinds of things, I was, I'm still privileged enough where it's like, I got internet, I got Wi-Fi, I got options, I got, you know, I didn't have money when I first started, I had to figure that part out, but it was like I, I had the, the will and, that, and there was a way, um, and I think so many of us watching, which is why I love what you do, is like helping remind people 
that even if you are quote unquote broke or in between jobs or struggling with this or struggling with that, like truly our day-to-day output, like our vibration, our behaviors, our experiences, how we treat others is makes such a big difference and is such a big deal. And I just really, really believed in that and committed to that and showed up to that. And that turned into me starting my own YouTube channel and creating content online and it, uh, not trying to like, I wasn't trying to start a business online or become a, a coach or an entrepreneur or any of that. I didn't know what any of that stuff was, but it just so kind of naturally fell in my lap to the point where people are asking me if they could pay me to get help with certain things, you know, and at that, at that time it was around nutrition and health and sustainable living and lifestyle and kind of, you know, opening up to a spiritual journey and uh, here we are about 10, 11 years later, and it's turned into taking all these different aspects of lifestyle and health and performance and directly translating them to entrepreneurs and leaders and people really, you know, showing up to do their work in the world because, you know, <laughs> there are still a lot of fundamental systems, especially around education and just around culture and around the human experience, where, like, we live in a world designed for us to be shitty people like designed to be anxious and disempowered and lazy and all these different things. And that's not normal. It's not natural. Um, and I've been doing my best every single day to keep like waking myself up out of that spell. Right. Cause we all seem to like normalize, like being so stressed out and being so angry at each other and being so afraid of each other and thinking that it's normal and it's really not. Um, and, and then truly the process of shifting that has to start with yourself and has to come from this internal thing. So um, that's probably the simplest, probably the quickest time I've ever shared a bit of my story, but I appreciate you giving me a chance to do that. And I, and I think it's important to realize too, for anyone listening, like everyone has their own story. There's no like, like, Oh, but nothing bad happened to me or nothing interesting happened to me. It's like, know that every, every single person's story is uniquely perfectly set up to contribute to the whole story. And that's the whole story we actually have to be paying attention to more anyways. Like I don't even care so much to tell you guys my story other than like you know getting to know each other is nice but it's like let's talk about the actual story which is like there's a bunch of stuff going on on planet earth right now there's a bunch of stuff going on right in front of you and there's things we can do about it right so like my message my passion really is like how do we equip people like literally like equipping you with this tool belt of principles and belief systems and actual skills and actual you know navigational protocols of how we do this thing called life so that all of us folk who are so gung-ho and ready to like do stuff actually are able to do it. Because I think that one of the biggest things I'm seeing out there, which is why I like created the Ritual Reboot program, is there's a lot of people who wake up to the fact that it's like, all right, let's rock it, let's do some stuff. But now they're still dealing with the baggage, the trauma, the old beliefs, and ultimately just like the old operating system, which can be kind of tricky to shake off on your own, you know, because it's, it's a habit. It's an emotional habit. It's a psychological habit. It's a physiological habit. And, they're, and it's a environmental habit like we find ways to keep ourselves stuck in it without realizing it and that's that whole self-sabotage thing right so i've just gotten really passionate in in channeling my obsession into specifically targeting that getting people in action and having them sustain that and not get burnt out by it because i think that's what the world needs the most right now like people like you and me and everyone who's watching to like actually just kick ass every day and not from this like hustle, hustle, go, go, achieve, achieve. I'm only valuable if I do things vibe, but more just from the fact that that's actually what we want to do is like build a bunch of cool shit and like heal people and save people and take care of things and fix things. And that requires bandwidth and it requires willpower. And um, so that's just like my favorite thing to do. And I, and I think this is a cool combo. I love that you've ultimately created your own version of that as well, where you're activating all these shifters. Cause there's a lot of people being like, all right, I want to help wake people up. I want to do something in my community. I want to just 
have more confidence and leadership in my own day-to-day. -day. Like, how do we do that? So thanks again for uh, being on the team with me, man. Totally, man. Totally. And, and, and I definitely see it as that, as, as you know, as, as unique and, and, you know, as unique as each of our styles is, like we really are still on the same team. And, and I say that for everybody here to know that, you know, if you're listening to this broadcast, if you've found this by synchronicity, if you tuned in intentionally, then you're in here because you care because you're passionate about being able to help change the world. And one of the things that I love about the fact of how you teach things is the simplicity of it. You know, like how do we help change the world by being able to maintain momentum, consistency, and optimization? Like it's crazy to think about the idea that we can feel good all the time. Even if we're feeling like, even if we're feeling crappy, we can still feel good because it's going to be able to, it's more, the most important thing that, that, you know, that we can learn. And this is one of the things that you've definitely like helped me reflect more about is the mindset is the mindset of, of how we relate to things because more so than just like what's happening to you, it's how you relate to it. That really determines how it impacts you. And it, it and it's the story. It's the story and the context of, of how we see that. Like, I'll just kind of, we, we, me and Nathaniel, we literally got like a list of like all these topics that we could hit upon during this broadcast which we won't because we want you to be able to like you know like explore more and, and and be able to like get the value that nathaniel's offering through his through his personal stuff but one of the things that i'll, I'll hit a... a minute that wasn't the that wasn't the game plan i just want to be clear we can hit anything this is not, if we I don't, can i don't have any oh yeah i don't have any sort of payment no no rate. no yeah there's no, no so <laughs> fair let's enough just hit, well, let's hit it as hard as we can for sure fair enough fair enough okay so you're ready to hit all 100 of these is that is that Dude, what the word we could we, we could we could, could. i can give you a 60 second answer on each one and right. we kick ass i'm i'm down with that so <laughs> so so again um We'll get into the idea of like, you know, like simple techniques that make a big difference, just how we change, you know, how we change, like how we wake up, how we change, how we go to sleep, journaling techniques, prompts and everything like that. Before we actually go into my question related to the idea of being able to change our mindset, I actually just want to be able to step back a bit just to be able to create even more context in terms of being able to just invite you to reflect a little bit more about your own like metaphysical perspective on things. Because I mean, obviously, like in terms of like the, the paradigm shift project, what is the paradigm shift that we're talking about? One of those big ideas is understanding that, okay, you know, this physical world around us isn't the be all end all. There's more to it. And within that, one of the things that we talk about is that it really comes back to understanding that this reality is an extension of the dream space, which really brings it back to the power of the mind and the power for us to be able to create and the power of understanding like how our emotions affect reality. So I want to just be able to ask you and just, just, just literally just be able to play with this question. Nathaniel, as humans, from a metaphysical perspective, what are we and why are we here? Big question, but you can handle it. <laughs> oh, that's so great. That's so great. <laughs> well, first of all, I think uh, there's no such, like, I think we get, it's so easy to get caught up in the idea that, all right, now it's a metaphysical question instead of just being another question, it, it, right? You're right? And I'm not saying the that you're doing that, but that's, my, that's part of my answer, right? This is part of my answer. Yes. It's like, it, there's no such thing as something that isn't metaphysical. Mm -hmm. And there's no such thing as something that is metaphysical, right? Even that, are still, it's still just a noise we kind of came up with and we're like, all right, I agree. That, mean, that might mean this. And then even though nobody knows what it means. So anyways, um, it's, it's a great question. I honestly feel like what's so powerful about that question is that 
at least in my experience and everyone that I know who's really like gone for it, is that it gets to be something we decide and create. And I, every single person I know is basically just going off of their own particular theory and committing to it to see how the results line up, right? And I actually really recommend that strategy. You know, if you if you're if you love Abraham Hicks and you love their model of the vortex and da 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 da, like commit to that and play with it and like see how it works as an operating system. And then that might be your why we're here. You know, maybe you like how Bashar lays it down. Maybe you like how Greg Braden talks about all these. You know, there's there's so many incredible ways to do that. And I actually think that's such a powerful part of our path. And also not from the fact that like you need to find some ultimate truth and then everything will be okay and then you'll be able to relax. It's more so like, I think this is all, you know, I think calling this a game is probably one of the best analogies I could imagine. Um, but what's cool about this particular game is that you win the moment you're born, right? Or conceived probably, right? Like you, you already won, we already won. So everything else is just bonus rounds. So every day you wake up, you just got another bonus round and bonus rounds are the best time ever to like practice different strategies, right? Or try on a different weapon or a different outfit or a different, you know, like if we just keep playing in that analogy. So, I, you know, from a really simple general stance, I really like the whole idea of infinite consciousness exploring itself in every possible way. And that's been happening for an infinite amount of time, which creates an infinite amount of options, which then creates eventually this particular kind of setup of these seemingly finite creatures. I love Nassim Haramine's work, by the way, how he kind of creates the, the, the actual mathematics and the physics of all this. But um, this idea of like, when you think of how delicate humans are designed and how delicate the third dimension is, like I could get up from this chair wrong, fall over and die. It's very delicate, right? <laughs> I could drink this water the wrong way and choke and die. Right, anytime I drink water, that could happen, right? Like it's just so delicate. Also brain aneurysms, right? It's like, it's pretty crazy out here. It's like this very delicate thing when it makes death into this very particular thing as well, right? So the, the, the playing field is so sensitively, intimately, uh, sacredly set up for us to have this experience of what is the infinite and why are, like I actually think why we're here is to experience the experience of sitting in that question. And until we do that to a certain degree, we don't need the answer. Like it's not relevant, right? Because it's like even if I had that, even if I had the answer, I still want to like get better at making music, and I still want to like host even better and better retreats, and I still want to like write more books, and I, you know what I mean? So it's 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 that's kind of my it's a much more kind of present moment functional answer for that kind of thing. Um, and we could go off into a bajillion things, but I, I appreciate the pattern interrupt. That was good. <laughs> yeah so screw screw the 50 questions you prompted me with how about you just answer the the question right that's what we came here for that's what that's what we want but yeah man because i mean and and, I, and again i know we're just literally still kind of scratching the surface on that because one of the things that yeah. i've always been fascinated with has been your relationship with you know what, what you've talked about lucid dreaming in particular just like the experience of being in the dream space and, and again i almost want to just like kind of dive into this just a little bit because i feel that even for, for the people listening, it will just kind of like help them understand like, like who this, who this superhero is that they're looking at in front of them. But I say that in the same way of understanding that, you know, by, by us acknowledging our superheroes, it's, it's, it's inviting you, the audience to see that that's one in the same, because one of the things that, that I know uh, we've talked about in the past, and I know you've talked about this, is the idea that like within your activity of lucid dreaming, there have been times where you, and, and I'll, I'll invite you to explain this in your own ways, where you've talked about like literally like doing grid work 
within the dream space, you know? And, and, and I think like, that's like, just like such a cool, like concept context uh, to be able to just like understand a, a little bit more of. And, and so I feel like, again, you know, like you're, you're doing work here on the physical plane and even like within the dream space, like when you're dreaming or when you're lucid dreaming, you're still engaging. You're still like trying to like help make the difference. You're still like putting your intention into the energy field around you. Do you want to just talk a little bit more about that? Just kind of like how, you know, your experience with lucid dreaming even just kind of like helped you kind of step more into your identity. Kind of like, you know, who is this Nathaniel that we see? Cause I'll just say this real quick. One of the things that I'm really big on is, that I feel is a big thing with our shift in consciousness is, you know, understanding kind of who we are on a fifth dimensional level if we're using that term a higher dimensional level but then with the intention of integrating it into our 3d body and and i feel that it's through the dream space and and through other you know like breath work and other things like that just exploring life in general that's where we kind of begin to become aware we begin to kind of like step and, and through your practices we kind of open up into the clarity of, of really feeling who we are from that higher perspective level. So I'm just kind of curious, you know, like how have your dream spaces and how have your dream work and anything else kind of like help you understand who Nathaniel is from this higher dimensional level and how is that can how has that kind of practically been integrated into the 3D version of Nathaniel that we see right now before us? Yeah. Uh, I feel like lucid dreaming is uh, probably the best real life example of uh, like going into the matrix. At least from the because because until I started lucid dreaming and even you know and even since I started, it still seems like the awake version of me is like the primary Nathaniel, and then there's kind of another mode or version or alteration or something or a branch of it that when I'm dreaming because there's a lot of stuff that around particularly around my ego that I feel like doesn't translate doesn't go into the dream space. Now I've had dreams where. I'm not quite as lucid and I'm kind of playing out the story of the dream and it's relevant to what's going on in my waking life and it has my ego involved naturally. Um, but it's been this really powerful in the same way like when uh, uh, Morpheus takes Neo into the dojo where they can spar and like teaches him how there aren't, like you think that's air you're breathing? Like I breathe in my dreams but I'm not, you know, that's not a, it's, there's no air in there, you know? <laughs> God, I'm breathing while I'm sleeping but so it's, I've allowed it to literally be this kind of dojo and this sparring thing and to, to, depending on what degree of, because there's different degrees of lucidity, right? And you can be just lucid enough to know you're dreaming, but that's it. Like you can't even decide where to move your head or where to look or what to do with your hands. You just kind of follow along with that character but feel kind of safe and secure knowing it's just a dream. And then the layer past that is maybe like you can move your eyes. You can decide what you want to look at. And then you can decide how to move you know, your neck and then you can actually use your hands and you can grab things and then, you know, and it gets more and more and more until you literally get to essentially like God mode where you can like, or like Thanos mode and you can like snap your fingers and like teleport somewhere else or you can snap your fingers and create a whole universe. Like I've been in layers where I'm literally like building out blueprints for a universe, clicking a button essentially and having that get created in front of me. And it's like, like a, you know, like a, like a reality builder video game or something like that. And I know a lot of people very naturally will have dreams. Let's say you're like in the middle of, you're, you're going through a rough patch with your romantic partner and you guys argue, seem to argue a lot lately and you likely will have dreams of that same archetype getting played out, right? Where you, you might have a dream where you're just yelling at them about something or have a dream where they cheated on you and da, 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 da. So it's like dreams so naturally already kind of give us this place to actually practice and experiment and move through, move through things. It's a really powerful tool for integration. 
you can set an intention to have a very healing dream or a revealing dream or something that can really support you. Uh, and it's a really powerful way to create that sort of connection with the, your internal reality. And the more I I've had a consistent meditation practice as well for almost 10 years. And that's also given me, there's places you can get into meditation that feel very similar frequentially to like a very lucid state. And then meditating in a lucid dream is a whole nother level of that. And I don't even know if I have words for that at this moment, but it's like, it's just so incredible how you can connect all the, all the different things. But I do think it's a very forgotten uh, human dynamic to like have such a, to have a really potent relationship with your dream space. It's like, it's built in like every single night you go to sleep. That's a very recurring opportunity to integrate and explore yourself and do all these different kinds of things. So it's been a huge, it's been a huge part of my journey. Um, I've had, even at different points, different kind of ascended masters and different like creatures and beings come in and like be little dream guides for a couple months at a time. And I'll keep having recurring dreams with a particular Saint Germain or Archangel, whatever. And, and that, that's been really fun too. Or it's like, sometimes it doesn't feel like, uh, it's not always just my own particular creation and that there's these other forces and things uh, playing into that. And I, and I'm not any expert in that kind of stuff, but it's definitely very fascinating. Awesome. Well, yeah, definitely, definitely. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And we'll just kind of let that sit with the audience and we'll kind of shift things up here and uh, move in, move into some other topics. So I wanted to be able to, again, kind of like get into the mindset shift, the practical application of how people can kind of like, again, listening to this podcast by the, by the time we're done this podcast, it's going to give you the tools to be able to start making an immediate difference within your life. And that's kind of the power of coaching is that there's a lot of things where it may kind of like it, it may almost sound obvious, but until someone's like, not just like, Hey, you should do this, but you should do this dot, 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 because dot, 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 dot. And the dot, dot, dot is going to be you like kind of aligning with your, with your free will to step into your potential with you to be like, I'm tired of, of feeling like I'm like in a haze all day. I want to be able to get out of this. I want to feel awesome every day. I want to be able to succeed in my business. I want to be able to break out of old cycles. I want to be the best version of myself, not just for myself, but so I can continue to like lead by that example. And so I just wanted to be able to step back to the title that you currently have associated uh, with your name and is the title of this episode, which is High Performance Alchemist. Uh, so very, very, very quickly, just explain to me what that title means to you and why you call yourself a high performance alchemist. Yeah, totally. Um, well, I don't really, I don't really call myself that. <laughs> it's just like you're supposed <laughs> to play a game or you have a cool name and all that. Yeah, it's an archetype. Um, but it's fun. And some people call me that and it feels, I feel super awesome. So that's, that's fun. There's this whole, you know, the whole concept of peak performance, like being a peak performer, um, you know, initially started in sports, essentially. Um, through sports psychology and all kinds of cool stuff and then translated into like the corporate space. But it was based off a lot of really, again, like old paradigm models of just go, 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 do, 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 like just, you got to just will, will power your way through things and just push through and be assertive and be a man and be a leader and all this kind of stuff, which is all good stuff when it's like integrated with the whole, the whole setup. Um, I, I, I'm definitely very inspired and love shouting out Brendan Burchard, who essentially kind of, kind of, uh, I don't know if he trademarked it, but he's essentially the owner of the idea of high performance. And the distinction between the two is like peak performance. When you get to a peak, there's only one thing on, on after a peak and it's the dip. <laughs> right. And a lot of people, a lot of peak performers or a lot of old strategies of performance are like, all right, drink a bunch of coffee, get all jacked up and try to get a bunch of shit done before you crash. Boom. 
That's like peak performance, right? Or take some energy drinks, or take a bunch of smart drugs, or do a bunch of stuff like that, and just keep trying to build yourself into these peak experiences, um, which can work for some people short term and do this kind of stuff. But the idea of high performance is the idea of sustained high performance, where that idea of where that peak might be is actually somewhere you live because you've built the foundation and the bandwidth to be running at a better. It's kind of like just updating your operating system, but also updating the hardware. Imagine like having an epic computer where when the battery got old, not only did you replace it, but it was a better battery, right? Like a like a 2.0 battery. And every time you replace the battery, it kept upgrading. And that's what our bodies are designed to do, right? And you see it how like when you, often when you get an injury, it will heal back the bone stronger. Like the, that bone will be stronger in that place. Like our bodies are very, very smart, very, very intelligent. Um, so when, I, when you couple that with the idea of alchemy, because I've been playing around with this idea of self-alchemy, basically for as long as I've been like making content online, because when you think of traditional alchemists, they're trying to create metal, right, through these different combinations of different base metals and, you know, cheaper metals and finding the right, you know, the right heat and the right containment and the right timing and the right, you know, formula to create gold, right? So this idea of self-alchemy is how do you just take the base metals of your life, aka just what you got, not thinking like, oh, well, I need more money and then I can, boom, or I need more support and then I can, boom, or no, I need, right, X, Y, Z, I need my parents to stop too, I need my partner to stop, boom, I need other people to start, like, all that shit is what slows us down and gets in the way, even though all that stuff can get taken care of. But it's this idea of like, how do I actually use just what I have, again, in the right formula, to be able to take the next step? And just the next step. If actually, if people just were obsessed about, okay, what's the next best step? Oh, take it, okay, great. What's the next best step? Okay, take it. Okay, great, what's the next best step? But we'll like not even take the next best step because we're so concerned about the whole thing and what is it all gonna be and where is it all gonna end up? Even though we've never, no one's ever ended up exactly where they said like how it was gonna look. So why do we even think that that's ever gonna be the option, right? So it's more about this, and you've said this a couple times um, that I wanna piggyback off of. It's not about just feeling good all the time and not about just like being a rock star all the time, but it's about building a self-trust because you actually have the navigational life skills, right? I used to think like, yeah, the goal is I need, how do I train myself and do all the personal development work and meditate and do all this stuff so that I'm in, literally so that I'm in a good mood all the time. And I actually don't want that. I don't want to be in a good mood all the time, right? I want to feel all my feelings and I freaking love it. And it's been the most beautiful gift of my life and has also given me an actual life. Um, and I think that, again, that's part of the issue. One of the things I do in my work is talk about certain spells that it's so easy to kind of fall into in the spiritual, personal, or entrepreneurial development journey where we'll learn things that at first, you know, for in a moment they might serve us, but then ultimately, you know, they don't. Um, so I think the, the, the whole idea of, of actually paying attention to your own performance in your own life is really powerful and has completely changed my life. Um, and, and, de and also demystifying it. Cause a lot of people too are like, but I'm not, I don't have a business. I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm not a coach. I'm not trying to travel the world and write books and speak and do all this kind of stuff. So like, this isn't for me. And it's like, okay. And are you happy with the results you're getting in your life? Right. And the only way those results will change is if there's energy available to do that. And the only way there's energy is if your system's running at least somewhat properly. Right. But what's so cool is that it does come down to this simple day-to-day -day thing. We are naturally high performers, right? If you think about way, way back in the day, cavemen, they had to like hunt to survive. They had to survive really intense weather, right? They had to like think on their toes. They're constantly in survival mode. 
those are some high performers. <laughs> like they got, they got, they had to be able to move through that, right? And then the more you start to add stuff on, and you you think about even just a few generations back, even like our grandparents, they worked their asses off, and they didn't think twice about it because they didn't even know they had other options, really. So it's like we're sitting here now, and you can literally be a lazy ass digital entrepreneur and like kind of make money. It doesn't mean you're gonna be happy, but it's like it's really easy to do a lot of stuff now, right? So we've kind of start to normalize too this idea of just you know, don't talk to me till I've had my coffee, hee hee hee, like I'm not a real person till I've had my coffee. It's like, no, that's you saying you have an addiction to caffeine and you actually aren't healthy enough to like create your own energy in the morning. That's kind of a big deal. Stop making jokes about that. Maybe you want to do something about that, right? And I'm saying that because I had to have that conversation with myself. Now, now I can still enjoy coffee, but I don't need it. I don't rely on it. I use it as a tool. Like this morning, I had a really epic meeting with my team and my housemates and stuff, and it's like, I made coffee so that we could totally, totally crush it, and that's great, and I could have done it without it, but it's fine. But to, to, to think we need it, or this idea that you have to, you know, anyways, I could go on a rant on this, but that's really what it comes down to, is like simplifying the idea that, one, we're built to be high performers, which means you're built to have great energy, which doesn't mean you're happy all the time, but it means you have the fucking energy to take care of the things that are maybe not making you so happy, which is awesome, <laughs> right? Um, and then the process of doing that is actually very, very simple and can 100% be acted on with the exact circumstances anybody has. And, that, and, the, and the way that that kind of gets translated is through the simple mantra that is, there's always a move I can make. And that's it. There's always a move I can make, yeah. right? Even if the only move you could make right now is to take a deep breath, I'd say make that move. And in fact, that's always a great move to make, you know? So some people are like, well, take a deep breath, dude. Like, that doesn't solve any of my problems. But it's like, okay, great. And it does. Like, it actually contributes to it. So if you take that deep breath, and, and, the, and actually the science shows six deep breaths, <laughs> six deep breaths actually lowers your blood pressure. It actually has a very tangible, measurable physiological effect. So it's like you start to – my journey came when I started actually leaning into those things and really relying on those things, right? You hear this idea about having a morning ritual, morning routine. I was like, oh, that's cool. And it's like, oh, Tony Robbins has a morning routine. Cool. Tim Ferriss has a morning routine. All these people who are supposedly crushing it and seem to be, and when I say that, I mean like they seem to be pretty happy and enjoying what they're up to in life and making good money and you know have healthy relationships, all that kind of stuff. But I actually then did the morning routine and I kept doing it and I kept doing it and I made it better and I made it better and I kept doing it and the shit works. And there's a lot of people out there and no offense, it's just part of the journey, you know, but it's like, we'll judge the results we get from a lot of these things. You know, it's like, oh, I tried meditating for 28 seconds and I just wasn't feeling it. It's like, all right, that's just not fair. This is literally not fair to such a sacred, you know, objectively healthy practice for human beings. I think meditation should honestly be just as normal as taking a shower or brushing your teeth or any of that kind of stuff, you know? And we actually, every single person meditates every single day at some point unless you like are in some really intense scenario in your life. Like at some point every single day, you kind of drop down into alpha, maybe into theta, because you're just you know, daydreaming, staring out the window. Like that's a form of meditation. That's like mindfulness. You're not like in your ego. You're just kind of, you know, so everybody does it. So it's like how do we really pay attention to all these obvious natural things and then like over-deliver on them? Another simple example, your circadian rhythm, right? The sun comes up, goes down over and over and over and over again. There's this beautiful 24-hour cycle built into planet Earth, the solar system, and how we're set up. So there's a really good chance, since every natural system on this planet runs in that same cycle, that humans probably do too. 
And that's why I'm sure a lot of you notice when you stay up till four in the morning and then sleep till 1 p.m. the next day, you just feel a little weird and funny. And you know, it also feels a little weird and funny because you literally missed half of the day, which everybody else was awake doing cool stuff, and you could have been doing that. Now, there's nothing wrong, and you can sleep and be awake whenever you want, but again, it comes back to this filter of performance, which is, am I actually happy with the results I'm getting in my life? Right? So it's one thing to be like, no, I'm a night owl. I like staying up late. That's my sound. It's like, dude, if you're enjoying that, rocking it, and also not secretly like have an illness or getting sick because, you know, it's like, if you're like really being honest about the results, I say, go for it. Right? That's the whole point. It's like, we're here to find our own unique formula. I just can't help but notice the patterns of like, all right, every single living thing on this planet kind of pays attention to a few particular things. And then every time I don't, I start to feel weird, right? And I start to lose energy and I start to be more stressed and I start to get more anxious. And so part of it too is like, I love trying to create that conversation in a, I don't know, approachable, compassionate way. Cause it's like, we're all waking up out of the fact that we've been programmed to not pay attention to this stuff. We've been programmed to want to stare at screens all the time, which literally ruins our brain. Like we want, we've been programmed to like, need the energy drinks and the sugar and all these things and we're playing into this thing and I'm still continue every single day I'm like all right here's another day I hope I get to wake up out of something else because I just know it's built in to just be so ignorant and so unaware it's, and by definition right we can't be con conscious of the things we're unconscious of until it kind of comes back to slap us in the face or we get feedback or we have a coach or whatever it might be um, so I just think it's it's so important and for everybody listening to to pay attention to the part of your brain that might hear some of these things and goes like all right who the hell, like, who the hell, hell is this guy? He's just telling me to, like, get a good night's sleep. Like, duh, of course. But it's like, but are you actually doing it, right? And are you, like, really being in check with that? And just make it okay to, like, I was just talking on Instagram today, too. I think what the world needs more than everything right now is this level of transparent and vulnerable conversations of people being able to be like, hey, I actually don't, I, I have a hard time falling asleep. I don't know what to do about that. Right? I think we're, we're like we're embarrassed to like talk about some of these things. Or like part of why I launched Ritual Reboot is there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there who are gifted, talented, on on purpose, on their mission, but they also just kind of like smoke weed all day, and it actually is getting in the way, even though there's nothing wrong with smoking weed. Or they just like sleep in every day, and there's nothing wrong with sleeping in. But again, it's like when it gets in the way of what we're actually trying to build, and when it and for a lot of these entrepreneurs and mission-driven people such as yourself. When stuff gets in the way, it's such a detriment, not just to like the level of value we could be giving to the world, but even like in our own soul, you can just kind of like feel it. And I think that's the thing we got to make it okay for everyone to realize like we're all having our own version of that where it's like, I totally suck in X, Y, Z parts of my life. I would love to do something about it. And I was like, oh, you too? Okay, great. Like, let's keep going, you know, and like making it a fun just more familiar conversation, you know? I think that's such a big deal. So so if you're listening to this and you're hearing some of these things and your brain's like, yeah, dude, come on, I know, get a good night's sleep, eat good food, you know, exercise, spend time in nature. Like I tell people, like literally the high performance formula is eat good, sleep good, move good, talk good, spend quality time in nature, spend quality time with quality people, spend quality time in silence and stillness, and just, and just manage your shit, AKA like clean your room, get your, you know, manage your thoughts, manage your time and your calendar. That's about it. Those are like eight things, right? That's like your whole life could really, really, you know, and what would that look like to dedicate, like literally, what if just over the next 12 months, you just committed a whole year to absolutely mastering those eight things? How valuable and how worth it is that 
as a ripple effect that will only fractal, right? Only uh, exponentially grow from that place, right? And but a lot of the time we don't, we're not willing to go in, especially from an ego place. A lot of people don't like being seen, right? Like like kind of starting over from the bottom or like, oh yeah, it turns out I actually don't know how to read and that's that's like embarrassing. Oh, yeah. it's like it's all this social stuff and all these different things. So. I really like, like through my programs and the retreats that we do, so much of it too is like actually how do we break out of the the social construct, the social story that we're all in where we it makes it like it's not okay to have made mistakes. It's not okay to like not know certain things, right? But to put it really simply as like a, a framework is just to understand like we have this baseline, right? And this is kind of just like our average operating mode, right? So let's say let's, that baseline's right here and you have this stress come into your life if that stress raises over the baseline, it's going to trigger you. But if your baseline's up here, that same piece of stress literally won't even budge. You won't even <laughs> you won't even notice it, right? But to know that that baseline is actually real and it's and it's in your body, right? A lot of people think that just more wisdom, information, knowledge, just trying to like shift their mindset, which isn't even a real thing, and we could talk about that. That's a whole other conversation. But it's just like it's actually built into the body. And then if you look at the old par all the old paradigm stuff and how it quote unquote controls us or manipulates us is because it takes us out of our body. It gets us totally into staring at screens, uh, having totally like heartless, you know, sexual dynamics, using substances and drugs and all these kinds of things. And there's nothing wrong with sex, nothing wrong with drugs, nothing wrong with alcohol, nothing wrong with watching movies, any of that kind of stuff. And it's very, very, very obvious where all that leads to when it is unconscious, right? And how much of a glitch that can put in the human system, which it so clearly has. So I don't even know what, what the, we're, we're off on a whole other thing now, but. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. I'm, I'm having fun. All right, so so there you have it, folks. That's That's everything that you need from this episode. So we'll just end it here, go home and change your life. Okay, that's it. No, I know, right? But like, it, it is, it, it is this idea that, so much of what we talk about is the simple things that that make the big difference and and I really do enjoy that that's where the value of a coach is so important because we need not just a coach but you know friends community tribe other people who are in this collective momentum because I think that's where a lot of people struggle is that if someone were to just be like okay like you know like I'm giving you the mission to go get a healthy good night's sleep to, you know, like save cannabis to the weekend to, you know, like wake up and exercise each morning. And it's not to say that we wouldn't give it our honest shot, but sometimes our honest shot needs to be able to reach out for help. Like that is actually like a big part of, of investing in ourselves is being able to ask for help and, and being able to surround ourselves with community and with tribe and invest in coaches and invest in that connection so that we can feel that collective momentum so that we can be like, okay, like I'm doing this together and not only am I doing it, but I'm experiencing the results of it. And I think like that's when you really start to notice the difference. And, and again, you know, especially especially for those of you who are like entrepreneurs, right? Like anything that's preventing you from, from maintaining that level of optimum performance throughout the week is costing you money because it's costing you time. Like you're literally wasting your time and that's just going to like slow things down. So it's like, what would have taken you, you know, like normally six months. What if you could get that done in a week, right? Like what if you literally could? And, and that's kind of just like this idea that, you know, Nathaniel talks about that, the idea of just like scheduling things and the idea of, you know, just having that routine so that you spend less time thinking about what you're going to do and more time actually doing what you're here to do. So like I said, let's kind of, 
create the intention of hitting upon like a bunch of things that we got on our list of like 100 <laughs> and we'll and we'll take that up to to about uh just like about 20 minutes after the hour and then from there we'll open it up to some q a for people to be able to ask some questions then we'll wrap it up with a little meditation at the end and and we'll keep this uh within the two hour range for this broadcast so one of the things that and, and dude like seriously yeah thank you again man this is this is exactly yeah and I'm glad I'm yeah this is this is why I wanted to be able to bring you here not just to be able to just like have you know just because because I knew I know there's valuable to this because it's it's about the audience being able to hear this and being able to be reminded of it and we need those reminders so one of the things that um I wanted to be able to just like hit upon is uh well you've already kind of hit upon it but but the power of like honesty uh that that's definitely a huge part of it so for everybody here like really checking in with yourself like be honest with yourself you know, like, how is your relationship with your sleep? How is your relationship with cannabis? How is your relationship with pornography? Like, and, and in a way where it's also like also compassionate as well, but then being able to have like the, the empowered, empowered drive to be able to take action, to be able to help make that shift, knowing that it's literally going to help change your life. So let me just kind of go back to um, one of the things I was going to hit upon uh, that actually makes more sense now that we're in it now. And in, it's this idea of, and this is something that you've talked about, and I'll just kind of like reiterate it, uh, like not in this broadcast, but in other teachings, but it's this idea of, you know, thinking about, um, well, you were kind of talking about this idea that, you know, it's not our job to actually be happy all the time. That's not actually what we're trying to do, but what we're actually trying to do is develop the mindset so that, you know, regardless of what life throws at us, we'll be able to move through it in a mindful way. We'll be able to move through it with that shift in our perspective where it won't just be like, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. But instead it's like, okay, how is this actually calling me into more of my power? How is this testing me? How is this strengthening me? And so one of the simple metaphors that, again, this was like something that Nathaniel reminded me of is this idea that when we, when we think about like working out and everything like that, you know, when we work out, literally you are tearing the muscle. Like that is like when you're lifting weights, when you're bench pressing and things like that, it's the muscle that gets teared open and then it's actually in the resting process where the muscle actually grows because new proteins fill into the space where those tears take place. So if we think about the idea that everything's a fractal, everything's a hologram, we can understand how even within our life where we get that stress, that's actually where the growth is going to take place. And so this is a big thing that Nathaniel talks about. And this is where I kind of want to dive deep into, you know, even the idea of being able to invite in healthy stress into our life and Too, yes like. <laughs> de definitely definitely and, and and i'll just say one more thing and i'll pass it over to you because this is exactly what i wanted to get to it's this uh, very powerful idea that nathaniel passed on to me but it's this mindset of being able to understand that if you are looking at something from a disempowering perspective then that just means that you're looking at it the quote unquote wrong way that means that literally like this is this is the reality that we live in that Every single thing that comes into your life, regardless of how much it hurts, regardless of how uncomfortable it is, there is the choice. And I think the key word in here is literally choice to be able to see it from that perspective of empowerment. You know, like someone's te someone's testing you, someone's, you know, quote unquote, triggering you, someone's prompting you. And then it's like, oh, sweet. How is this actually teaching me how to be like more patient? How is this actually teaching me to set boundaries? How is this teaching me how to be more resilient? So again, just that little shift in the mindset. And again, kind of this is where, yeah, from that medical physical perspective, nothing is given to us that is not meant for us to be able to grow through so really just being able to see that it suddenly changes our story where it's suddenly it's not just like oh man like life is kicking the shit out of me but instead it's like life is actually calling me 
into being able to rise into my power and part of that may actually be by being able to you know get more honest with some of our own bullshit so that we can change and step into you know just like more of that like honest relationship with our habits so yeah nathaniel talking about the idea of you know like healthy stress and 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 empowering perspectives passing it over to you go ahead awesome dude yeah this is one of my favorite topics from a uh scientifically there's two different i mean there's all kinds of you can categorize in a lot of different ways. But two primary kinds of stress, one called distress, like when you get hit by a car, <laughs> very very uh, natural place to react with a lot of stress, or eustress, which is spelled E-U stress. So a good example of eustress is, let's say you can do 20 push-ups, no problem, but it's once you get to 21 where it starts to hurt a little bit and it starts to get that burn, that's eustress. That's actually technically, you know, in a sense, damaging your body, right? It's stressing your body but moving through that stress is what then trains your body to get stronger next time. So next time you can do 21 easily and then it's the 22nd push-up that starts to hurt, right? So it's through that intentional form of, of essentially stressing your body uh, that you're able to really grow through that. And that's why another example too, all, dis, all distress that doesn't get integrated turns into trauma. And that's why there's a lot of us walking around kind of closed off and not all the way woken up because we haven't integrated that trauma, but that's just another example too of like, once that gets integrated even, all stress creates growth, right? If it gets integrated properly or responded to properly. Um, now, of course, everyone has their own, you know, timing and approach to that. But on a metaphysical side, what I love about, if you think about the sort of algorithm or the simulation maybe, but like this algorithm of consciousness experiencing itself and growing and learning about itself in this way, means that like it has to continue to evolve. It has to continue to grow and expand. And if you look at nature on this planet, it definitely, I, there's clearly signs of uh, micro, not macro evolution. There's not really a lot of evidence of you know, species turning into other species. But as far as like birds, beaks changing and you know, the you know, trees changing, all that kind of stuff, it's like clearly like nature is designed to adapt and evolve and kind of like survival of the fittest in a sense. There's, there, you can play around with that a little bit, but um, what it kind of ties down into though is like it is your purpose as consciousness to expand as consciousness. So by definition, if you're staying in your comfort zone, you're not living your purpose, right? Now, life will always get you out of your comfort zone, period. It will always do that. And I found this little hack, this little cheat code where actually if I put myself outside of my comfort zone on purpose with intention and consciousness, life doesn't seem to do it for me as much. I don't have a lot, I don't, like, I don't have a lot, I don't get flat tires or little random glitches here, or this little thing there, like, and if I do, I don't notice them just because of where my belief systems are at, but it's like, I've noticed to the degree to which I get myself uncomfortable. I say that thing that no one else is willing to say, right? Like I express that, my truth in that transparent and vulnerable way. All that most super uncomfortable stuff, I'm like kinda, it's like I'm hitting my quota for out of my comfort zone moments. So I'm hitting that evolutionary quota and I seem to continue to reap benefits of that from, from all the synchronicity in my life, right? And if you tie into some Eastern philosophy, it's like the idea of you build fortune or essentially good luck or good synchronicity through living through virtue, right? Through living virtuously. And what's more virtuous than being vulnerable or being honest or being transparent or trying to serve or like going the extra mile or over delivering and getting outside of your comfort zone in these conscious, like heart centered ways um, has just been absolutely huge. 
for me in my life and you know I love when I can translate it to clients and students and stuff and I love that you've ran with that too uh, another great example like cold showers <laughs> you know uh, cold, uh, cold showers are like probably one of the best examples of that because every single time it's something that you know is going to quote-unquote be uncomfortable even just for a little bit I've been doing them for a couple of years now and they're always quote-unquote uncomfortable at first but I'm not like I've, I'm at the point now where I'm like, I'm actually like can enjoy the discomfort, just like getting tattoos. A lot of people enjoy that, right? It's like, I have tons of tattoos. It's cool. It's a, it's, it's such an interesting human thing to like be in discomfort and then, you know, bring, bring our consciousness into that. But I think that's such a powerful example where with a cold shower, you can literally set up this context in your own being where you're like, I'm about to do something that I know is good for me and I know will be uncomfortable. Let's go. And, and the more you continue to repeat that pattern, you're locking that into your neurology, which then applies that to other things in your life, like, you know, you know, trying to ask somebody on a date or trying to get that sale or trying to like create that proposal or trying to like just speak up for yourself, right? All of that stuff comes from building that resilience. And, and again, I want to reiterate, it's not about changing your mindset. It's about changing your body, right? All of this stuff, putting yourself in the eustress, it's building a, a better body which your mind is in your body, <laughs> right? And yeah, you can measure thoughts outside of your body. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the body is like, that's the pillar, right? That's the, the piece to really pay attention to. And then I wanted to reiterate the other thing you were saying that I think has been, again, a huge shift in my life, which is the idea that you can be scared, angry, stressed, anxious, and empowered at the same time. And there's kind of like these this coin of emotion where it's like, Oh, I'm feeling sad about, you know, so I, so I learned this in a powerful way from my mom dying. Right. So since eight years old, my mom's dead. That sucks. Like it totally, totally sucks. I hate it. Right. I'm, I'm not happy about it at all. And yet look at how my body is feeling right now as I'm, I'm just noticing that actually while I'm saying I'm like, wow, my body feels really happy, even though I can consciously be aware of how sad that is and how fucking much I hate that. It's part of part of my French. Um, and I think that's such a fascinating thing because the story I've been able to create around that and what it's done for me, I wouldn't be here on this call with you. I wouldn't have, you know, thousands of people like doing stuff with me all over the world and coming to events and taking my programs, all this stuff. If I, my mom hadn't have died and set me up for the whole journey, you know? So it's this idea though of understanding that when we have the right body for it and the right energy for it, and when then we know how to literally like, create the scaffolding of the context and the story of what's happening in our life and who we are within that journey and like our own little seat on the hero's throne, you know, on that journey is what creates all of that. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's so important to be able to give yourself permission to actually learn and grow through what you're doing by literally saying like, this is growing me, right? If you're sad about something, you just lost your job. Guess what? That's fucking growing you like feel it tell yourself that that's what it's doing and you will I have this theory <laughs> that if you know about neuroplasticity and just our ability to da, 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 it's like when you say I don't know it's like your neurons are reaching out and then they just curve back in and they like stop the opportunity to actually go grab and grab onto another association and so many people are walking around with a certain story about themselves and the way that they think and all these things that are literally closing themselves off from having realizations and another great example of that is people who try to flex or stress their way into a solution instead of relaxing into it, right? How often do you try to like get creative or do something and then it's not until you like decide to stop doing that and you just go on a walk and then all the creative ideas come through. 
right? So it's it's really really powerful to be able to like give yourself that tool of realizing, okay, I'm feeling uncomfortable right now. I'm feeling upset. I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling scared. I'm, there's so many intense emotions for us to feel. And if you give, just give yourself permission to be like, hey, I don't know how this looks. I don't know what this means. I don't know how this works. But I know that this is growing me, right? No matter what I do, it's no matter what you do, it's growing you. But it could be growing you into a more cynical, bitter person. And that's the part where that choice becomes that sort of, you know, fork in the road, right? The, the, the power of choice gives you that opportunity to ch go on that empowered side of the fence. And there's a lot of people who just spout, uh, or just like, just make it the choice, right? Just choose to be happy. Just choose to be empowered. And the truth is, a lot of the times, you can't, literally can't make that choice. And I don't think people talk about that enough. Because one, 95% of all your behaviors aren't your choice. They're totally unconscious. They're totally just built-in habits, reacting, stemmed from your traumas and your current state of being, your current environment, your current energy levels, your currently current amount of calories in your system. Like there's so many variables that lead to that. And sometimes when you're disempowered, literally it's impossible from your own perspective to make an empowering choice. So it's like I want to just put that into the space too and like understand like and I've been there and I've been in that exact moment multiple, multiple, multiple times, and yet it still has grown me. Because for whatever, maybe and maybe I'm lucky, I don't know, but for some reason I've kind of set myself up on this like golden thread of being so committed to my version of the human story and how I want to contribute to that and how I want to take care of it that I can really, I, I trust my stress. Like I trust my challenges. I literally, am, I, I love when they show up. And that can sound really like, all right, man, <laughs> like that sounds nice, but it's like actually like this, it's all, it's still, I'm still getting used to it. It's only been a couple of years where it's like, oh shit, something went down. And I go, oh wow, that literally means I'm about to grow. Let's find out what this is all about, you know? Or it's like, oh shit, I made a mistake, right? Or oh shit, I got scared and then avoided a situation. Whoa, I'm a human being. Holy crap. All right, like how can I respond from that and like allow it to actually be an integrative experience? And I think that's such a key piece is like, the process of integrate, uh, that's a whole other five hour talk too, but just like how important it is to let ourselves have a journey of evolving, right? It doesn't matter what age you are, it doesn't matter what books you've already read, or right? how often are we like, wait, I've already learned this, right? Or wait, I read the book on this, I shouldn't have to struggle with that, and then we like, because it's still a struggle, then we make it mean something, like, oh man, there must actually really be something wrong with me, right? And I think all of us are walking around with, some, with still a little version of that. Right, and it's so important to nip that in the butt, and you can only nip that in the butt by having a different body, and you only get that different body by changing the baseline. Right, it all comes back to that same thing. You have this 24-hour cycle; it's the only thing you have. Like everyone who's watching this right now, I hope you're having a great day, and I love you. And guess what? You're not guaranteed tomorrow. This was the only day you got to practice everything you possibly could. This is the only day to be the most excellent version of yourself, my dudes. Right. And then hopefully we'll get another one tomorrow. But it's like every night you go to sleep and you're just hoping, you're just trusting that you're going to wake up and you get to do it again. And what's cool is that it seems like we get to keep doing it, which is nice. Like I, I have a pretty, you know, almost 30 year consistent 24 <laughs> hour cycle. So I, I'm, I'm happy about that. But I think it's so humbling and important to remind ourselves that that's actually the arena we're playing in. Right. And it does get really simple. And when you freaking just watch Instagram all day, it, convinces you that it's more than that and that's what's starting to screw us up I think the most these days is just how much we're playing into right oh like the idea that I'm looking forward to Game of Thrones the next episode in a couple days 
is pulling me out of the fact that I don't even know if I'll, I'm going to be alive in a couple days, right? And that's like already this interesting little glitch because like if what happened, I think the solution to essentially everything is presence, right? Which is a state of the body. And that's why when you sleep well, eat well, move well, talk well, have good friends, you know, all that kind of stuff, it's all for the result of presence, right? And when you're in that disempowered state and it's time to make a choice of what is what this means to you, you're able to make a choice when there's presence, right? So that's – if I, I hope that we're, we're making a model for you guys listening where it's kind of making it a little bit simpler and simpler and simpler because even like somebody said here in the comments, the journey never ends, and I agree. I totally agree, in which case that's why I think this – the, the skills of like navigation are the most important skills, meaning how do I live like just naturally, not like making myself have to do it, not doing stuff I don't want to do. What's my natural setup and my natural flow that allows me to be as present as possible, as often as possible, so that I'm able to navigate in those ways, right? Because it's like stress and miscommunications and accidents and natural disasters are guaranteed for the rest of the time we're all here. We're not getting away from that. So, like, it only makes sense that the best, that the most, like, the priority sh really should be how do we move through all this stuff, right? And how do we actually stick with it? Awesome. All right, what else you got? Yeah, we, we got we got a little bit more. We got a little bit more. Awesome. So, yeah, thank you again. I just want to give a huge shout out to everybody who's listening to this in the live chat. For those of you Facebook, YouTube, those of you on the future, super appreciate you investing your time to be able to show up for this. And, and again, we're going to dive a little bit deeper. I, I wanted to just be able to reply to a couple things Nathaniel said, and then we're going to be able to just like get into some some very basic practical tips uh, in terms of, you know, like what, what a morning could look like, what a routine could look like, just giving you guys a little bit more of an understanding of that. Uh, even just like the, the, the importance of just like the somatic body work that we can do. Uh, that's like something where again, Nathaniel's really hitting home this idea. Like there's always a move you can make. And like, sometimes that move can like literally, and, and for those of you who tune in with waking up with Wolf, you know, you'll, you'll actually see a lot of what I'm teaching there is an echo of what I've learned from Nathaniel. But that's where, again, it could be like something as little as just kind of like shaking your body and be like, and getting it out of your system, right? Because how often do do we are are we unconsciously like holding on to something that is like chemically in our body, and it's not until we like shake our body that we actually get it out of us. And this is you know this goes back to even just understanding how animals work in themselves. You see like dogs do this, you see other animals do this. So it's like we gotta kind of tap back into that. I wanted to just go back to the idea of uh, cold showers because I was definitely gonna bring it up uh, if you hadn't already, but obviously obviously you did. And 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 the idea with cold showers that I just want to be able to add in my own little perspective into it. And, and obviously, by the time we are done this broadcast, the intention is for everybody listening to this to start thinking a little bit more about how showers, how cold showers are actually one of those moves that you can make. And, and it's actually one of those tools that you can use to radically change your life. And, and it literally can, you know, because the way cold showers work, it's very much like a it, it's it, it's again, it's more of like. A metaphor again it's like a fractal of everything else in your life so if you can kind of show up for a cold shower with that intention then you can you know get that like job interview done you can like get that assignment done you can show up for that uncomfortable conversation you can invest your time in, in you know spending more time like waking up early and working out and so one of the things that I invite people to do is that when I take a cold shower basically I've programmed the context in my mind where to me, the feeling of a cold shower, I actually associate that with victory. Like I've actually created this story where like, instead of just being like, Oh no, here it comes. Ooh. Hard, 
for like the hardworking day you haven't had yet. You like are it's like you're rewarding <laughs> yeah. yourself for it before you even start. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? So so in that moment, it's like it's literally just like, okay, this is my victory for for yeah, for for not not only yesterday, but for today, for showing up in that way. So I invite you to to again and, and with the cold showers, uh just a little, a little bit of a tip. If you want to do an entire shower cold and, 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 and see how that feels like and work on your like Wim Hof breathing by all means, but at the same time, totally just like, you know, have a regular shower and then end it cold, but make sure that you end it cold. And again, that's not even just for the mindset. There's like physical ways in which that actually like helps the body. It, it Skin, nice hair. It's it. Yeah, all kinds of good stuff. Helps reset hormones and all kinds of good things. Lots of stuff, lots of stuff. And and, and actually like I've I've heard stuff I've heard that like if you're like actually like in the process of like intermittent fasting and you take a cold short shower in the morning before you eat, that that actually like programs something in the cells will start like burning the extra fat cells or something like that. I've actually heard that. So Yeah, definitely support definitely support that whole system of like, you know, ketosis or burning mm-hmm, fat, mm-hmm. producing like human growth hormone and stuff like that. Yeah, it's definitely going to contribute massively yeah definitely definitely so uh again so for everybody here if you're listening to this in, in the future or whatever just like leave a comment where you're just like yo i started taking cold showers and now it's radically changed my life right so but again you know in terms of uh just like i said i want to be able to just like focus on uh some more some more core principles and, and some really practical things that that people can be able to take with them. And, and I know you kind of like heard this idea about, you know, just like sleep and, and food. And, and obviously these are categories. So we can just get a little bit deeper with that. And so I want to be able to like pass it over to Nathaniel and kind of like walk us through even using your own day as an example and, and inviting people to kind of create their own routine. So, you know, talking about not only just like how we're waking up, but also how let, let's kind of start with like the, the beginning of the night. So like how we go to sleep and and even here even just talking a little bit about becoming more aware of our relationship with technology which has just briefly been touched upon here but again we have to be honest we have to be honest with with how technology is affecting us uh not just in terms of how it's programming our dopamine and, and we're constantly like a slave to the notifications on our phone uh quick tip that again I, nathaniel will probably go a little bit deeper with this but like the benefits of turning off the notifications on your phone is, is a huge thing that like i haven't had notifications on my phone for for quite some time so that's like a big thing uh the idea of like switching your phone to airplane mode like literally turning your phone off an hour before going to bed and 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 again like believe me guys like i'm saying this but i'm still working on it like there are times where i'm sitting in my bed and i got my phone like on my chest basically just like and, and I, I hate to, I know I hate to say this, right? Like, cause I'm not the only one doing that, but it's like, it's like, yeah. And like, that's how you get cancer more or less. Right. And, and so it's like, so, so, this, so it's like, we really got to be aware. We really got to be aware of how, how harmful uh, our, our current relationship is with technology again, and how honest it is. So again, talking a little bit about technology, but again, segueing that into kind of mm-hmm. the practical steps of what, what an optimized day might look like for, for mm-hmm. Nathaniel, but also for you, the audience. So go ahead, Nathaniel. Yeah. Awesome. So I'll start with uh, a little context building of this quote, which a lot of you have probably heard. The best exercise is the one that you do, right? <laughs> and you can like, or it's like, don't, don't give up the good, syst- the good system that you'll do and that works for the great system that you won't stick to or won't even start. So no, like, so the, so the simplest answer is like the best optimal day is the one that you actually take the time to experiment with and make sure you enjoy it. 
right? There's not a single thing that I do to be productive or have high energy or feel present or feel healthy that I don't actually really thoroughly enjoy doing. Um, and I think a lot of people maybe like go to the gym five times a week and they just don't like it. And there's a lot of people like, uh, got to go to the gym today. Not feel it's like, why are you doing that? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like, why not just have a dance party in your room for an hour that day if you didn't feel like going to the gym that instead of like, you know, like stuff like that is so interesting to me. Now, of course, you that can be used as like, oh, I'm having resistance to going to the gym. Let's like use that as a moment to like grow through that. So that's great. But I just see a lot of people just as that as a particular example where it's like, all right, time to do the thing that's supposed to make my life better. And here we go. And it's like, wait, why aren't you, why didn't you like do that in a way you're actually, is that actually making your life better? It sounds like you're just adding more things to do in your life that you don't actually want to do. So that's, let's just start there. Uh, there's a, the Cooper Neuroscience Institute has studies showing that the first 22 minutes of consciousness when you wake up are the most important time of, of your entire day. Literally, so, so it's, you know, and that can be debatable what that actually means, like when you wake up. But I would say when you're like fully awake and aware, not that like still in the covers, like you open your eyes, but you're still like, ha right? Like your ego hasn't come back in yet and you're just in that like theta, like super open space. That's not quite it. But once you're like there, you're like, oh, I'm awake. It's daytime. Boom. The clock's on. And those first 22 minutes, you can be thinking about all the things you have to do that day and all the things you're behind on and all the people that you're upset with and all the things that ever happened to you and all the things you're blah, 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 and then start your day in that theme. Or you could pick a myriad of lots of other options like reading a book or listening to a podcast or listening to some nice music or meditating or doing some yoga or stretching or going on a walk or playing with your dog or cuddling with your partner or cuddling with yourself or taking a shower or making tea, right? That was like, I don't know, 12 options. And it's like, again, it's that, but it's that thing. We're getting so trained to think like sitting down just with a cup of tea, looking out the window isn't exciting enough. And I need to be like watching Gary Vaynerchuk on Instagram too at the same time. Nothing wrong with Gary Vaynerchuk, right? But just like, it's so important to realize like if you haven't been able to train yourself to thoroughly enjoy some simpler things, that's a good sign that your dopamine systems are a little off, right? Like literally, and a lot of people once you start to deal with certain like depressive episodes coming on and things like that, typically it's because your baseline isn't quote unquote stimulating enough, but it actually is, right? Like being alive is stimulating enough, but we start to spike up like what we think we need through all the media and all this sh stuff that we're watching that then when all of a sudden you don't have your phone for a minute, you're like, wait, what am I doing? Who am I? And it's like, the, the, the chemistry then influences how we're thinking, right? So you want to start, and this is one of the most powerful things. So in that first 20 minutes, just take a deep breath, right? Like be grateful. You woke up, so awesome. You won. New bonus round. Take a deep breath. Be grateful. You get another fucking day. That's absolutely incredible. About I think it's like over a few hundred thousand people die every night on planet Earth. You, you weren't one of those people. Be fucking grateful. And like start your day in that theme, start your day in that tone, right? And then I have a certain journaling prompts that I give my clients and stuff like that. And one of the things I do in there is like uh, a section called energetic embodiment. And it's just like this willingness to decide this is the energy I choose to step into today. But the rule is that you're not allowed to write anything down that you're not willing to feel in that moment as you write it down. And that becomes this whole idea of emotional uh, literacy and emotional fitness and actually like practicing, like, all right, I, I, need, I need to get more focused for a minute. Can you do that? Can you like will that? Can you decide that? 
you have that level of connection with your body and your willpower and your mind and your focus and all these kinds of things. It's really powerful. So if you start building that practice first thing every morning, be like, all right, today I got some things on my plate today. So today I'm choosing to feel energized and I'm going to feel nourished and I'm going to feel empowered. Ooh, what does that feel like? All right, cool. Awesome. Well, let's make a kick-ass breakfast. So we hit that nourish piece, right? And let's take a cold shower. So we feel nice and energized. And it's like, you start to show up to that intention that you set, I think is huge. And then as far as the morning ritual goes, you do not like you do not want to even try touching your phone for the first hour if you can. You definitely don't want to check emails, open social media, literally open any apps except for maybe to play music or your little meditation app or whatever that might be. Just don't touch anything else for at least an hour. That is super optimal. If it's don't touch any of those for the first 30 minutes, also epic. But anything under that, you really want to like look at that. There's you have such a and I don't care when you got to get to work or any of that stuff. Like everybody has strategies and adjustments they can make. I've never been able to, you know, nobody's ever been able to convince me they can't like adjust things at least a little bit. And I think that's super important. But then as far as your morning like ritual goes, think of it as this like build a build a bear workshop of a morning routine. It's like, all right, movement, breath, food, water, sunlight, right? And like how do how would you like to do that? For me personally, uh, at least lately, the last few months, uh, I get up a little bit before the sun comes up. And then I just sit up in my bed. I meditate for like 20, 30 minutes, which usually is just me sitting there. I have earbuds in from when I was sleeping. So I just leave them in in the morning. That kind of keeps me in this like really zed in place in the morning. I just sit there and meditate for like 30 minutes. And then usually I'll get up, splash some water on my face, dry brush my teeth. And then I'll go outside. And this, this is right about usually when the sun's coming up. And then I just do some qi. It's not technically qigong, but it's very influenced by qigong. I just kind of have my own relationship with my body and my energy, and I get my skin in the sun. I get my eye. I don't stare at the sun, but I look in towards the sun. And that getting that first sunlight literally is what you know starts to influence your chemical loops and your circadian rhythm, and helps your body realize like, oh, it's morning time. It's time to wake up. Our bodies are built to wake themselves up. And the truth is if you if you don't drink caffeine first thing in the morning and give yourself a good 90 minutes to two hours, your body has a natural cycle where it kind of spikes your cortisol in a healthy way naturally. Um, and we just kind of <laughs> forgot that we do that. But the truth is too, if you're not getting the sunlight, your body doesn't do that. It needs that signal from the sun. Your your skin absorbs light j just in the same way you're – not in the same way, but like in, just as relevantly as your eyes do. Um, and that's actually gives your body a very, very important signal. So that's always a part of my morning ritual. Even if it's foggy out, even if it's cloudy out, get outside. That's, there's still photons coming through. Get them in your eyes, in your brain, in your body. That's huge. Um, hydrating yourself in the morning is great. Um, and then I want to, and then I'll segue just into the idea too of having like something that's really important. I, I have this, uh, a quiz that I do. I think the site's up. If you go to ruhighperformance.com. And it's this quiz uh, to essentially help you kind of assess whether you're a high performer or not. Because there's a lot of people who call themselves that, and then they take my quiz and go, oh, whoa, I never even thought about having an afternoon ritual. Like, that's interesting. And that was one of the data that was really interesting. A lot of people, so it was about, uh, about 70% of people said they had a morning ritual. And then only about 30% of those people were very consistent with it. About 10% of people said they had an afternoon ritual. So almost nobody has an afternoon ritual. And about none of them said they were consistent with it. And then about, I think it was about 50 people, 50% said they have had an evening ritual. 
and about 20% are consistent with it. So it's really important to start to realize like maybe there's something worth looking at there, right? But afternoon ritual is powerful. Same Build-A-Bear workshop, same options. There's breath, there's water, there's sunlight, there's nature, there's slowing down, there's meditation, there's movement, there's connecting with other people, like whatever it is. But just having those moments to be able to kind of circle back in, spiral back in and touch down and check in with yourself is huge, right? Like I think the world is really missing uh, – humans have like lost this ability to like check in with yourself. Like how am I, what, how am I doing? <laughs> like how am I actually doing? What do I feel like I need right now? What would feel supportive? What would feel good? And even if that was all, that was your only afternoon ritual was about anywhere between 1 and 3 p.m., you just stop, put your phone down, close your eyes, and just be like, hey, how am I doing? How's my day going? And, and, and then be willing to actually receive the answer because it might be like, dude, today sucks. I'm pissed. Like that went down and this is happening and they're being like that. It's like good. Let, your, like, let yourself actually be with that stuff. So then maybe you might have something to do about it, right? I think so often we feel disempowered because we're actually super kind of muddy, right? There's such a muddy filter of what we're actually dealing with in our life because we don't actually check in with it. We don't have to actually sit with it. We don't actually inquire about it. We don't actually get curious about it. Um, and then, uh, so afternoon ritual, that makes that super simple. Evening ritual is great. You definitely want to pay attention to the sun as well. Getting the sunset light on your skin, in your eyes is very helpful in helping your body realize that the sun's going down. So it starts producing different chemicals, which, help, which helps you relax and helps you slow down and helps you like get ready for a good night's sleep. And the truth is we have this melatonin cycle every night where we're supposed to get a really heavy dose of melatonin secreted from our body, which is one of the strongest antioxidants that the body produces. It's like a built-in cleanse every night and also happens to be part of the circuit that helps you get drowsy and fall asleep. Um, but what's really interesting specifically about looking at screens and the frequency of the blue light emitted from the screens is the same frequency of the blue light emitted from the sun when it's noon, right? When it's 12 p.m., the exact middle of the day, high noon. So, so what is that telling your body? What is that telling your chemistry when it's 10 p.m. and it's pitch blackout and yet your brain is getting this signal from the screen saying that it's noon? What that means is your brain doesn't get into go to sleep mode. It gets into, oh, it's middle of the day mode. Let's get creative. Let's have a bunch of ideas. Let's like stay up. Let's like, jack oh, but I'm kind of tired. All right, well, let's jack some cortisol so we can stay up and keep running with this frequency that we're in, right? So a lot of people struggle with that. A lot of people have a hard time sleeping. Uh, I think I just read some study like over 50% of Americans, adult Americans, like have a hard time getting a good night's sleep. It's like, whoa. It's literally like something we're supposed to do every single night. We're probably, you know, not, <laughs> there's not a single animal that learns how to sleep. All right? Isn't that weird? <laughs> like, you know, you, like how they learn is they just like cuddle up with their mommy and daddy and they fall asleep with them and there, there you go and you're all good, right? So anyways, it just blows my mind how like we've be become so far removed from like such normal natural things, right? So the most important part of an evening routine I say, or, and also evening ritual. The difference between a routine and a ritual is intention, right? Everyone has a routine of brushing your teeth and you just do it every day. But you could actually make that a ritual by deciding every time I brush my teeth, I'm also gonna practice standing with my best posture. And I'm gonna practice breathing really well. And if you actually made that routine into that ritual, 
the, that builds so much momentum into your life. I've actually healed a certain curvature in my spine, proven by x-rays, simply by changing how I dry my hair when I get out of the shower. Right? There's these little things we do every single day that really, really build up. Um, so giving yourself that intentional evening ritual includes making it very intentional, like, all right, I'm, I'm done with screens for the night. Definitely get some blue blocking glasses if you don't have them yet. Uh, Swanick is a great company, a good friend of mine. I should have like an affiliate link or something. But it's like having those, are those blue blockers? Yes, 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 they are. Oh, nice. I was okay, definitely, cool. definitely just plug in the blue, blue light blockers. Yeah, for everybody here, get the blue light blocker glasses. So, so basically, yeah, what that does is just filters out the free, the that specific blue. I mean, some of them. There's some blue blockers that are super crappy and they don't actually. They're not the specific tint. There's a specific tint that takes out a certain frequency, and then there's also apps you can get uh, on your phone, on your laptop. Just Google it. Um, I think one's called Flux for for uh, Max. That's great. And uh, so, yeah, down on the screen time. And then again, like evening ritual, stretching. I think stretching is really, really powerful practice in the evening to allow you to decompress from the day, like literally, <laughs> physically. It allows your body to relax a little bit. Um, how often are we just getting into bed trying to relax with this like body that's been, most of, most of us, just doing this all day, right? Our body's just been like curled up trying to look at screens and shit all day or sitting in a desk or sitting at your job or bending over or, whatever it might be. So stretching's great. Uh, and then for falling asleep specifically, if you've never heard of uh, box breathing, it's very, very simple. And imagine you're breathing in for five seconds and you hold for five seconds. Then you breathe out for five seconds and then you hold no breath for five seconds. So it makes this square, right? It makes this box. Now you could do five seconds, you could do 10 seconds, you could do eight. And I encourage you to experiment with it, but there's something about that breathing technique specifically that helps your body get into the parasympathetic response, which is back into rest and digest, help it, telling your body like you're safe and it's okay to relax. Because right, nobody ever like sees a threat or a predator or something that would cause stress and then all of a sudden like breathes all slow and nice, right? Like so, your breath actually gets to be this symbolic kind of uh, gateway to influence like the state that your body's in. And another example of that is a simple 10-second uh, inhale to a direct 10-second exhale and just doing that back and forth. So try either of those breaths if you ever need support, really relaxing in the middle of the day or to get to bed at night. Um, that's done wonders for me. I wear this ring that actually tracks my sleep and my sleep cycles, how quickly I fall I fall asleep in like two minutes, almost every night. Like I just I just conk out. And any night that it, like, it doesn't take two minutes, it takes five minutes. And, I, and those three minutes in between is just me breathing. Um, and, but a lot of people kind of just lay in bed and have a, really have a hard time slowing down. So I think that's super, super important. So that's my like general, that's a little quick run through. I'm gonna be um, actually releasing a really cool uh, free you know, video training in the, in the coming couple days here actually that's gonna dive deeper into some of those specifics. So we'll make sure to like get that over to your people too. But I think that's a good little uh, run through. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, no, a lot there for people to be able to, you know, reflect back on their current habits to be able to map some things out for themselves. I can see people in the comments just like, uh, huh, yeah, okay. And, and again, some of that stuff, like it, 
it may almost sound obvious, but but once you kind of like piece it together with the bigger picture, you can understand like the practicality of it. And there's a few yeah. other things that, that we didn't fully get into, but I do want to be able to get things ready to just be able to go into some questions from the audience and then we'll close oh. it off with a meditation very shortly. Uh, one of the things that if, if you do just want to expand upon this, uh, again, like within the routine, just like the benefits of, of being able to journal as, as a thing and, and also like even like the, the benefits of being able to create re- rewards for ourselves you know i think i think like having that is very important and this is again you know nathaniel was kind of talking about this earlier you know for for people who like to you know enjoy a a good netflix show or to smoke cannabis or to indulge in in something that that otherwise might be a distraction during the day they themselves are not necessarily the problem it's just like how you're placing them within the rest of your routine that can create the problem so um yeah and and with the journal thing again like with the journal thing there's a very powerful thing that that you passed on to me um not only again just about kind of like laying out your three points for today your three frogs like we didn't really get into the pomodoro method um maybe if we hit upon i guess it only takes like 10 seconds to hit upon that but also uh the idea of like this the self-narrative can, can be very important so even for people here like i guess i'll just explain that when you're writing to yourself in the morning uh, in addition to a several other prompts that that you can create for your regular like routine you can also kind of create one journal prompt where you're basically like writing to yourself as if you're your best friend you know and you just kind of show up to yourself and you're just like brendan you're doing so awesome today and you're impacting the lives of others and you're showing up and you're constantly growing and you're going to get all these things done and so just kind of like being being your own cheerleader <laughs> in, in a sense can be a very very powerful thing that again just kind of begins changing the story but yeah i guess any, anything related to that like the reward mechanism the reward relationship yeah 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 we can I'll, I'll, let's see if i get, yeah. get all these points so journaling is so key because you're getting thoughts out of your head your brain is not designed for storage. It's designed for problem solving and creativity and, and fantasizing essentially imagination. Right. Um, so stop trying to remember stuff, like write it all down, get it out of your head. The ability to journal allows you to create a relationship with your own experience, right? You can actually like, (laughs) you have something to work with. How often are we trying to figure out what the hell do I do with all my life? And we're just thinking one thought, which actually means we're thinking also the opposite thought and then this thought too, and then that thought about that thought and that, and it's pretty insane up there. So to be actually like write down a specific sentence, like I'm feeling stressed about X. Oh, wow. Now I can look like now there's something actually tangible to really relate to, or I need to get this done by X, right? So that, that's really helpful. I have a whole journaling template kind of thing that I don't know what the easiest way is. I guess I could say like, if you want it, just like send me a DM and be like, hey, I want that journal thing and I'll get and I'll get it to you. That's probably the easiest way to do it. So if you're watching this, go find me on Instagram, send me a message. You'd be like, hey, I want your journal template and I'll get, I'll send it to you. That problem solved. Okay, great. So the journaling's great. Um, what was the, what was the other thing? Like the the, the relationship thing? with rewards to be able to give ourselves yeah rewards. rewards. Okay, yeah, yeah. So so we're all we're all uh, biologically like we are dopamine driven beings. It's just built in. That's how it works. Even when you're a little baby, that's a part of how you learn and grow. Like you learn how to walk because when you actually take the step, you get this reward circuit and you get happy. You like get this good sensation and it's the dopamine and serotonin and certain things uh, getting, you know, stimulated in your body. So it's powerful to play this game where it's like, okay, so I'm addicted to dopamine and it runs my life no matter what I do. So how about I just get really conscious about like where I'm getting my dopamine from, right? And it's really easy to get it from social media, movies, TV, drugs, alcohol, masturbation, sex, um, uh, 
kind of like ego gratification, right? Like just having people tell you your picture looks hot and liking all your posts and all those kinds of things. And that's fine as long as you're happy with your life, right? Like there's probably some people that's where they get all their happiness from and they're okay and who knows? I've never met anybody like that, but there might they might be out there. But it's just that, that journey where like I've had my own version of that, right? Like I was getting in the way of my own entrepreneurial journey because I wasn't getting those things in check, smoking too much weed, you know, watching porn, jerking off, all that kind of stuff. And there's nothing wrong with masturbating again, but it's it's like there's definitely something wrong when the majority of adult males in the United States are watching Pornhub every single day and like totally ruining their relationships and ruining their confidence levels. And like the statistics of like all that stuff is absolutely insane. And I think it's a really big deal. And I think it totally screws us up and it's something worth looking at. There's also nothing wrong with pornography. It can be really beautiful art. I wouldn't even call it pornography in that sense, but that like the, where that industry has gone is pretty crazy. Um, <clears throat> so the idea of building in your own reward circuits, knowing as a simple example on days that I know I'm going to crush it and I have so much stuff to show up to. I'm, I like tell myself like, Hey, guess what? When we're done with all this, we, well, let's watch a movie tonight. That's like, get a, let's get a pizza and a, and a beer and watch a movie. You deserve it. It's great. And it's like totally awesome. And it's very simple, but a lot of people will sit in like, ah, I don't, I don't, my life isn't where I want it to be. And we have all this stress and these anxieties and those things. So it's very natural to like, all right, well, let's stimulate ourselves now and like feel good about it first. And then maybe I can go do something about it. And you'll, a lot of people can slowly, surely, I've, I've definitely made progress in my life moving through those dynamics, but it wasn't until I, I like had that willingness and then the, just the intelligence of like the design of it to be like, okay, if I wake up and immediately take some deep breaths, I'm already generating dopamine. Right, so I'm already a bit more equipped to deal with any doubt that comes in. And then if the next thing I do is meditate, that's going to support my neurology too. And then if I take a cold shower, that's going to help too. So for me, part of it, like in creating all these rituals, actually was my sort of uh, uh, get out of jail card, where I like did I kind of use them to essentially like run away from or get away from these damaging, unserving patterns. And then was able to bring them back into my life in a beautiful way, right? Like I, I enjoy cannabis, I enjoy alcohol, I enjoy sex, right? All these kinds of things. I enjoy being stimulated. I enjoy watching movies. I enjoy being on Instagram. But they're now this, they're now secondary or tertiary, like coming into my life versus the primary, like where I get my happiness, my dopamine from, is just one, just my health, just my general health, like my body, the system of my body runs great. And that's taken effort and and, and uh, consistency. My relationships make me super happy. I live in a house with uh, three other people right now, who are some of my favorite people in the world. And technically, there's four. We have this whole community, and there's dogs and cats, you know. And you know those people; they're great people. Um, and it's just like all this basic stuff, right? The fact how I know how to move my body in a way that could take a couple minutes that completely shift my mood, make me super happy. I'm a musician, so I'm, I love being creative. I love doing music. And it's like, it's all these simple things, but there's this like circuit in a lot of people's brains where it's like, but that's not re like, really? That's, that's enough. It's okay for me to just be happy by like being alive and taking care of myself and <laughs> keeping my room clean and I don't know, learning a new skill or doing these kinds of things, right? So I, th I think that's that's a really big deal to understand that if you are not where you want to be in life and you're not making the quote-unquote progress or creating the success in your life, it's because you actually are happy with where you're at on a physiological level. 
for whatever reason, you're getting enough dopamine and enough stimulus where your body's like, wait, but I kind of like it here. It's, at least it's familiar, right? And every day I go online and there's fun things and it's exciting, woo, and it's so bright. And it's like getting stimulated each day from something that has nothing to do with your life being built. Does that make sense? I hope I worded that well. It's like, it's so, and it's similar to, and there's, you know, people have different opinions on this, but it's similar to like, telling a goal that you have to everyone on Facebook and all your friends and everyone's supporting you and celebrating you and the dopamine spike you get from all that validation actually makes your brain think you did, you actually hit that goal and then you actually don't have the gusto to go do it because you already went through the dopamine circuit of that particular association in your brain, which is really powerful and happens a lot to a lot of people. So it's like that willingness to just be willing to experiment to learn about who you are and know yourself so well that you know, like I know how to breathe in any moment to like add a deeper sensation of whatever I'm wanting in my body. I can breathe in a way to do that. And it's taken me like six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years of just having a relationship with my breath to get to that place. I don't think it has to take that long. In fact, I have evidence that it doesn't with my clients and things like that. Um, but I just think it's so it's so it's so key one to love the fact that we're on planet Earth. Things taste good, they smell good, they feel good. There's a lot of ways to reward yourself. There's a lot of ways to enjoy yourself. And if you can have like a sobering enough, honest conversation just for 10 minutes to be like, okay, I probably don't need to drink alcohol every single night. Probably don't need to. Doesn't mean you don't have to stop doing that. But it's like that willingness to look at some of those things and also. I don't know. The will. I, I think anyone who isn't available emotionally to be like, yeah, you know what? Let's just not do that for a month. See if we get different results. Anyone, right? Anyone who's not emotionally available to take the experiment, that should. That's a sign that they're in an unconscious pattern. Like that's how you know it's you're getting to that place of addiction or right at being unserving because you're not even willing to like talk about it or not willing to like look at it. I think that's super important. And I say that because that was my own experience, right? I got to the point where it's like, oh man, no, I can. I can just do all these things and totally just distract myself and take it slow. And, you know, I had all these excuses and wasn't even willing to try it different. And ironically, the moment I tried it different, all the results were better. Like everything that I was trying to create actually got created, which is kind of a big deal. So that's, I I love that shit. I I think it's super important, but it, it also gives us, Alan Watts talks about the law of rascality. And this idea that we all have this little rascal in us. And that's why you'll see some people who are very sacred beings. They're very pure beings, like certain gurus or teachers. And yet they also like smoke cigarettes or they maybe sleep around a lot or they like are maybe actually an alcoholic. (laughs) And it's like this, this part of human nature where we're designed to, to like pleasure is so deeply ingrained into how our body's built and our ability to feel things. So when we don't honor that, we're asking for trouble. Right? That's why the, the kid that you never let go out to parties is the one who's going to actually end up being like the, the meth addict because they just kind of go overboard with it versus, you know, like the kid, you know, I, I, lo- I always thought it was cool growing up when like some of my parents' friends would rather us stay home and smoke weed than go out and maybe get in trouble. But at least they were letting us smoke weed, right? Instead of like making it this like it's totally strict, no, you can't do any of this. It's dangerous. It's evil, all that kind of stuff. So we got to honor the fact that we're built to enjoy life. 
just make sure you realize all the options that are available, right? And just put in the work to design that. So you actually enjoy your life. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You deserve it. You own it. Like that's, that is like, again, knowing your worth, knowing your worth is knowing that, that you're worthy of being able to enjoy your life, like in, in perhaps radical ways than, than how you have been up to this point. Cause, cause you're right. Like maybe you have been enjoying your life, but maybe that, that enjoyment is kind of like a numb comfortableness that actually isn't helping you get to where you want to be. And, and so again, I think it's really important to just be able to check in with yourself and to just be able to step step into that, step into that challenge. So uh, just a couple other things I just want to be able to get into the mind of the audience. And then for anybody here, get your questions ready and drop those in the live chat on YouTube, put four question marks at the beginning of your comment that way, so we can see it nice and clearly. And then we'll ask those for Nathaniel, then we'll move into a meditation. We'll get this up wrapped up pretty quick. I mentioned uh, one of the things I just want to be able to mention. Uh, and again, this is something that, that you've talked about is the idea of being able to like perceive things as data you know very, very much like seeing our own actions without shaming ourselves but being able to see it as data you know it's just like oh okay like last night i just like totally you know i said i wasn't gonna smoke weed but then i smoked weed anyways how did that feel like let's observe that let's look at that and it was really interesting because like even just as, a, as an example uh you know for, for, for my own contacts and, and even other people in the community, you, you've heard me talking about this where like, I'm, I'm for, for me, it's really important to be able to like be an example for, for, for myself, but also to be an example, to be able to help inspire other people and to attract other people who can align with the example that I'm being. And so one of the things is again, you know, waking up and doing the waking up with wolf broadcast, you know, just like constantly like putting out my authentic self. And one of the things, as some of you heard is this idea of creating the container where I'm basically like not smoking week monday monday till friday evenings so to speak and then just kind of like saving weed for the weekend whereas like before you know like maybe i would smoke it here and there and everything like that and it was interesting because literally just like the other day it was a wednesday and i'm like oh okay like i know i'm gonna be busy this weekend and and normally i would like to just kind of like go out into the woods and just kind of create this ritual and i do like this qigong out in the woods and i smoke a bowl down by the little creek and it's totally like my my me time and i really really enjoy it and then i went like yesterday i'm like oh it's nice out i'm gonna go skateboard up to the mall but i'm gonna go to my woods first and i'm totally gonna like bring my my like little like pipe with me and stuff like that but then at the same time i hadn't fully decided it on it and then i like went there and i sat down by the creek and I was just like sitting there literally for just like a good like 25 minutes just holding my pipe. And I'm just like, what do I really want? Like, what do I really want in this moment? And what's actually the best thing for me and stuff? And so I really was just like reflecting while at the same time observing that there was like this impulse of me that's just like, I want it, I want it, I want it. But then also observing like on a deeper level, what do I really want? And then evidently I, I didn't do it, but, but like, I literally went through this process where like I had the bowl packed and then I literally like put it back in the bag. Cause I was just like, well, you know, like what would I be getting out of that? Essentially I would just be getting out this slightly like slight shift in, in, in my feeling and, and essentially like maybe I can actually just feel that way right now just by being present and breathing and maybe I don't even need the the cannabis maybe it actually wouldn't serve me and maybe the fact that I'm already feeling a little bit tired probably means that it wouldn't even make sense for me to do it and maybe this is just kind of like a chance for me to be aware of my old patterns but then to feel the benefit of being able to make a decision that I'm going to feel better about tomorrow that way so that that for me is really important knowing that i didn't do that because for me that 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 reflects that you know like being in alignment with with my integrity and my virtues is something very very important for me and i know that if i had smoked it 
I, I it would have been awkward for me to like show up the next day and pretend that I didn't and then still tell you guys that that okay let's keep it this container so for me having that container is very very powerful because it also becomes a process of, be, of being non-negotiable. And that's kind of one thing that, that Nathaniel talks about. When you can kind of create things within your life that become non-negotiable. And, and by having these containers, that's a very, very powerful way to do that. Um, so, yeah, that, that was just quick thing. I don't know. Did, Daniel, any, any thoughts on that? Like, if, I think <laughs> if that's, dude, that's a beautiful moment. Those are really powerful moments to have with yourself, right? And, it, again, that stems from that level of, of self-honesty. And it reminds me of... Um, some research study or something where they helped people actually quit smoking cigarettes simply by being curious about the habit. Like the strategy was to simply, all right, next time you want to smoke, just try to really be curious about it. So it's like, all right, oh, oh, I want to smoke. Typically it's like you don't even say you want to smoke. You just find yourself pulling a cigarette out, right, because it's a habit. But it's like, oh, wait, oh, I'm about to smoke. Okay. And like being curious, and they're like smelling it, and just looking at it, and they're like, well, I haven't really like looked at one of these. And one person just smelled it and was like, it smells terrible, and they stopped smoking immediately, right? Some people like took a drag, and because they were so, they brought so much awareness to the habit, they were really tasting it and feeling what was going on. They could feel the pain and the heat in their lungs, and it tasted terrible, and they stopped smoking, right? So it's like to just know that we're that we're one inquiry away from. S- s- such a what can seem like such a normal part of your life completely changing you know i think is is is, it's really powerful to realize that so i'm glad that you had the willingness as well to not judge what you're going through but just be curious and be like all right so what's going on do i actually need to smoke this like why do i have this urge to smoke it and like would it really serve me those are all really powerful questions definitely definitely yeah no thank you thank you man i i I felt and and again you know like i felt I felt good. I felt like I gave myself like a like a high that that was kind of like not measured in that moment, but something that would be valuable for me to be able to reflect back on. And so again, you know, for anybody else, just really, really be able to like see those moments and, and, and again, be curious, but also be able to like see them as data, even even if they are like moments where you might kind of like, you know, slip up, so to speak, right? Because again, if you can kind of like look back on data, you're like, okay, what was the cause of that? How can I change that? How can I prevent that? How can I create new, new, you know, things within my ecosystem that might help support that as well? One, one idea that I just wanted to hit upon, and I know we're kind of getting up to the two hour mark, um, is, is the idea of understanding that, you know, being able to see everything in your life is holographic is a very, very important lesson. And so this is where like a very, very simple technique for everybody here is that like, if you want to be successful in your entrepreneurship, or if you just want to be a successful person in general, then that means that you need to clean your room. Because if your room is like a kind of a reflection of, of your lifestyle and, and your mind clutter, and you're not taking care of that, then that's going to kind of like reflect how you show up in the rest of yourself. So again, kind of like immediate steps that you can take. This is like the thing that we were talking to Nathaniel, like, yeah, cleaning your room. Absolutely. Cold showers. Absolutely. Investing in good food. Absolutely. Investing in other, you know, coaching and things like that. Reading books that are going to inspire you. Surrounding yourself with other people in the community who are also like on this path. So I did just want to mention that. And I did just want to mention a quick tip. And again, this is like stuff that, like, again, like a, a lot 
of the stuff here is stuff that like I'm reiterating because Nathaniel has passed it on to me. Um, but, but the idea of being able to compartmentalize our work into like little, little nodes of time that can be thought of as Pomodoro and Pomodoro is kind of like the word for tomato timer. But basically it's this idea that the brain can only work on certain things with a certain degree of efficiency, um, in short periods of time. I mean, you can get into a flow state where if you're just really there and you can just kind of go with it. But generally, if you're working on things, try to compartmentalize things into like 25 minute periods. And then most importantly, make sure that you get up at that 25 minute period and like go stare at something far away, go stretch your body, go get some fresh air, give yourself that like fresh reboot and then come back mm -hmm. to your work. And then you kind of do that and you'll get way more effective opposed to just like sitting at that one task and you're just like, uh, and you're just like still yes. going at it. <laughs> and you're just like, why isn't this working? Like, <laughs> your most productive strategy is like, all right, I got a whole day and I'm just going to sit down on my computer all day and try to be the most productive version of myself. But it's like you have six hours of work and you're actually focused and actually delivering for like 45 minutes out mm -hmm, of that. Mm -hmm. But if you took that six hours and broke it down into like, I don't know, six, like into 12, 30 minute sessions where between each session you like danced to your favorite music or went on a walk around the block or made some lunch or did a meditation or called your friend or like, you know, it's like you, when you split that up, there's something about the brain where you could, where the ability to disengage and re-engage keeps it a lot more available than thinking we can just like draw it out through this really arduous process. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and again, you just like, uh, with, with that, for people who are looking for a little bit of help with that, there's uh, a lot of apps, look up Pomodoro, P O M O O R D O. And also, uh, there's an app called like focus keeper. That's like one I use. You can find a lot of them. And again, it's just like a 25 minute thing. It, you can start using that tomorrow. It would change your life. And then from there you can start making, you can start assigning things into like how many Pomodoros it would take. So it's like, okay, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to create this graphic first thing in the morning for the upcoming broadcast. That's going to take me one Pomodoro. Okay. I'm going to like, you know, send out messages to emails and stuff like that Two Pomodoros yeah. type thing. So again, it's just kind of like having that mindset where I think the key word in all of this and, and just to kind of like bring it home. And again, if anybody has any questions, I haven't seen any questions showing up in the YouTube. So quick reminder, if you guys have questions, drop those in or Hey, maybe, maybe Nathaniel answered everything for you. And if that's the case, then absolutely. That's cool too. But you know, just kind of bringing it home on like the power of focus, right? Like fo where we focus on things we create. And, and, and that can be, you know, sometimes that can be sometimes like something that, that we're creating things we don't want to create because we're like focusing on, on like our, our counter productivity or we're focusing on our distractions. We're focusing on our Instagram. We're focused. And by focusing on our Instagram in, in an unhealthy way, that's like creating the, the ongoing addiction between ourselves and our phone and the dopamine and the unhealthy release of it in that way. But just being aware of like, really being able to honor our focus and, and again just making our focus like so strong that you can show up in that way where again something that might have taken you like you know like an entire day you might literally be able to get it done in, in less than like a half hour do we got a is there is there a guest off screen there it's not jesse is it no no trenimus just came back in and okay, his cool. dog kaya bears <laughs> kaya's here okay shout out to kaya so cool okay um so nathaniel let's just kind of like wrap it up i don't know if you want to hit upon anything with focus but i did just kind of want to ask you the quick question of you know like how has like how awesome do you feel knowing that you're changing the lives of others and, and really just like how has being a coach changed your life 
and then sort of like any sort of closing message for for all the shifters out there and and really just kind of like inspiring them and and again before we even get to that dude i just want to again just really appreciate express my appreciation for for you being able to be here right now but for you really just like being a person in general it's been a constant honor and a privilege to be able to stand next to you like on this like field of of conscious you know gymnastics and and i really just you know thank you and i'm excited for 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 the fact of knowing that like there have been many seeds that both of us have planted and and we're just like constantly you know yielding yielding all of the fruit that's blossoming thanks to the hard work that you've been putting in for years and years and years so dude i i again just thank you thank you again man <laughs> super Aww. appreciate <laughs> that's super sweet thanks dude yeah it feels really good it's definitely this interesting even just in the last year it is it, i'm definitely having like an interesting journey of like oh whoa i like I'm influencing a lot of people and like actually helping people do stuff. And it's, 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 I don't know. It's something I probably, well, I know it's something I get to continue to sit with in more and more ways, but it's, it's actually a really hard thing to answer. It's like, be, it's also like, I also can't really think of when I wasn't a coach at this point, you know, like it feels so normal and natural. And I also don't think of myself as a coach. I almost rarely even like have that conversation with myself, but it does feel really epic. I feel like, I have created, like, I feel like I'm actually alive, if that's what might be the simplest way to put it. And it feels really good to, to be able to share that experience, whether it's, like, through mediums like this or being able to, like, you know, do things with real people in real life, which is great, too. <laughs> Preferred, honestly. And, um, yeah, it's definitely been, it's been really beautiful. And I, and I do, as far as, like, any wrapping up or closing, closing ideas, um, I will just share for anybody listening and anybody watching to know that like you literally can do, you really can do what you want to do. You just actually have to do the stuff you're not doing. Right. <laughs> it's, it really, really is that simple. And whatever is in the way and whatever is going on, know that there's, you can get support. Like there's ways to work on that. You don't have to spend a bajillion dollars on a coach or a therapist or any of that kind of stuff, but you do have to continue to be honest with yourself. And you do have to continue to open up to what may be true for you and to be willing to find what that is. And the more, you, again, you can put yourself in an honest context where you're being curious about the journey, being curious about the process instead of just defaulting to this judgmental, shameful, guilty story about yourself, you actually give yourself a chance to win, right? Stop playing the game with unwinnable rules, right? So often we're setting ourselves up in a way that we can't even win in the first place. So the simplest way to set yourself up to win is to is is through relationships. It is through the people in your life and your willingness to be connected to them, to communicate with them, to ask them what they need help with, to to ask them for help, um, and just like really make it real. You do not need to read another book. You don't need to listen to another podcast. You don't need to hire a coach. You don't need to take an online course. You don't need to build a business, make a bunch of money, do any of that stuff. Because none of that stuff matters if you don't feel loved and if you don't feel like you have a place to bring your love. So like really make that the priority, really make that real and just be willing to have faith and trust in the exact lessons and that journey of growth that come from that process because it's fucking scary and vulnerable and super uncomfortable to open up to people. Like, isn't that crazy? We're all afraid of each other. Right? We all like don't even know how to breathe or poop or eat or walk or sleep or anything. And, and we also don't even know how to do it with each other. So I think that's just, if we want to make it the simplest thing possible, is, is truly like 
love those who you love, like really love them and let yourself be loved by those who love you. And wherever that seems tricky or scary or confusing, do something about it. And even if the only option you feel like you could do is to reach out to me and ask me for some help or feedback, I'm happy to be your only option, okay? So just like, no, like, if I can just be that one example, and obviously, Mr. Wolfshield here is another example of like someone who's like, great, if you need just one example of the fact that you're loved, truly, no matter who you are or what you've done, I'm one of those. Brennan's one of those over there too. So it's like you have evidence, like you have a team, you have support, and being a part of the paradigm shift community in whatever regard, I know Brennan's building this incredible little army of media creators and all these epic people getting to come in and learn to do what he does and being able to produce conscious media, being able to get your stuff out there, build physical in-person communities and networks, like that's the most important skills right now. Being able to express yourself to get your word, your heart, your love out there and to be able to find others trying to do the same and, and continue to build on that. So continue to follow this guy, continue to tune in and really just like make sure you are getting what you need from a sense of like just your own basic needs, but make sure you're like getting the information that you need, the support that you need. If you're unclear about something, if you're, if you're stuck on something, you don't have to sit on stuff when you're stuck. There are people that exist. <laughs> Even if they don't know what to do about it, they can continue to help you build momentum. They can continue to support you in like making those moves because there's always moves you can make. Hear that? Hear that? There's always moves you can make. That's like that's like the tagline. That's like the mantra that that I think you really need to take with you from from this broadcast. And and then from there, again, it's becoming familiar with what those moves are, what your tools are, what your resources are. And again, just like being able to know that that like, yeah, like there's there's a future ahead of all of us where we are constantly just like refining, crystallizing and stepping into more of our potential and really knowing that like that journey is, is not just our own because this world needs leaders like Nathaniel, like you, like me, like all of us. That is really, really something that is incredibly important. So let us like show what can be done and what it means to be human and what it means to break out of the old paradigms, what it means to no longer be, you know, slaves to our phones, what it means to really bring it back to sovereignty, you know, like, and I think sovereignty is such a, such a powerful word in this. So before we get close to moving into the meditation, there was one question I saw. So I do just want to be able to honor this. The question that we got from uh, Sabasania is how can we check ourselves to be 100% self honest? So Nathaniel, if you, if you have a, if you have any thoughts on that, because it's true, sometimes, sometimes we, we, we like aren't even fully self-honest with ourselves or, or, or we'll like yeah. trick ourselves to be able to be like, but I did need to smoke weed or something like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. any, any thoughts well, think, on that? I think it's, I think the idea of, of giving yourself, that's, that's an example of an unwinnable game. The idea that there is like a hundred percent, right? Because it's very contextual and by, by its very nature, it's like whatever, would cause you to not be honest with yourself is an unconscious pattern. Meaning like you, it's almost impossible to actually see when you're not being honest to yourself other than in hindsight. So it actually, it's more that willingness to be, to be willing to be on the journey of like, all right, I like life, please show me where I'm bullshitting myself so I can make the adjustments, which will just continue to be a more conscious, curious journey of having that hindsight vision right? And then working with that. And then another way to answer that question is just, is the answers in your body, right? A, a, a calm, nourished, grounded, well-rested, well-loved body is honest with itself. 
right? A body that's scared and fight or flight and totally anxious and doesn't eat good food and doesn't get good sleep is lying all day to itself because it's continue, it's still doing it's still doing all that stuff, right? So the answer is in the body, and don't worry about it being 100%. Just put put your emphasis on what you do about it when you realize it. Awesome. Awesome. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. So moving into the meditation next, if anybody does have any individual questions, uh, you will be able to connect with Nathaniel as mentioned at Instagram. Just look up Nathaniel Solace, same as Facebook. You can check out more at NathanielSolace.com. There's some uh, great testimonials there as well. And definitely check out Ritual Reboot where you can be able to get registered for some more stuff coming the way. And, and Nathaniel, go ahead and just tell us, you know, like what in terms of your services, what you're immediately offering. So for those listening to this, who might want to go deeper for you. How would, how would they be able to do that? And what might they be able to expect on the horizon? Or maybe if they're listening to this in, yeah, yeah. in five months from now, you know? So I, I, honestly, what, I, what I'm available to offer right now is connecting with people. Um, yeah, I, I have, you know, I do private coaching with people. I run this group program called Ritual Reboot. It's like a 30-day experience to basically get you unstuck and teach you all these high-performance habits and help you install them into your life, which is pretty fun. Um, but I really have enjoyed the process of not needing to like, like I, I didn't come on this show so I could like sell all my stuff. But if there's somebody listening who's like, yeah, this guy seems kind of cool. Maybe he could teach me some stuff. Then I just want to meet you and let's talk and let's see if there's a way. And for all we know, I just recommend some cool YouTube videos for you to watch. And that's all we were meant to do together, you know? Um, so that's really what it, what it comes down to as far as what I'm offering. Like if someone feels resonant with me in any way and wants to actually like just have a conversation and connect, um, I think that's the, the best next step that you could take in that regard. And then I will say Ritual Reboot specifically is going to launch uh, in just a couple of weeks. So if you are interested in that type of experience, then yeah, maybe there's a little fire under your ass to talk to me sooner than later so we can see if that's a good fit for you. But that's basically where, where I'm at with that right now. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Sweet dude. All right. Well, well, thank you again. And, and, uh, yeah, I did just want to be able to check in with you, um, in terms of, uh, being able to, uh, I, like, this is just kind of like an on the spot question, even though I've, I hadn't fully mentioned to you before. Um, but may I have your permission to be able to help feature your content through paradigm shift central in the future, as we continue to like publish media creators and, and all of that jazz. You, you mean like re like repurposing this? not even just this, but you know, if there's like some like badass videos that you're creating in the future and we can like republish it to be able to help like feature and connect people to you. And then in that way, just kind of like having you, uh, indirectly kind of like associated with part of the paradigm shift central core team. And then also oh, having I you, you are, no, that's what I'm saying. You are, <laughs> but we just like, both of us have been so busy that we haven't gone through yeah, like yeah. the official application yeah, process and, and yeah, I'll, yeah. And I'll get you added you onto the map. Whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. you want. Obviously, like, let me know if you're if you're like up to it. Let me know so I can get excited about it totally, with you. But yeah, totally. you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm game. Awesome. Awesome. So, so yeah. So for all of those of you uh, also within the paradigm shift central core team, uh, yeah, just know that like Nathaniel might be dropping in here and there, and, uh, you'll also be able to find his information on the team map as well, along with other, other media creators and leaders out there. So Nathaniel, if there are any closing words, or if you want to go right into the, the, you know, very quick meditation, even if it's just like five minutes, that's totally fine. And then yeah. any closing words after that and, and we'll, uh, wrap it up. But, but yeah, this has been huge, huge, uh, huge amount of value for, for the amount of time that we've been able to create here. And thank you again, man. So pass, passing it over to you as we move into closing meditation and closing thoughts. Awesome. Cool. Well, if you're listening right now or even listening to the replay, I would just invite you to make sure you're sitting in a comfortable place. Just bring your awareness to your posture, 
making any adjustments you need to make, like stretching around if you got to roll your shoulders, move your neck side to side, just whatever you need to allow your body to really relax into the space. And I invite you to close your eyes and just take a few deep breaths in your own pace, in the way you know best, just whatever allows you to really relax and just connect with your body in the space. And as you continue to just breathe in your own pace, just nice and deep, filling up the belly, just take a moment to acknowledge that you just were given a lot of information, a lot of data, a lot of ideas, a lot of words, and you can trust that your body knows exactly how to integrate all of it with zero effort from you. It knows exactly what you needed to hear. It knows exactly where to build that into your memory. It knows exactly where to remind you of that idea next week, right when you need it. And just make that connection where you really can trust that your body was paying attention and your body has intelligence so far beyond your conscious mind. Just continuing to stay with your breath, breathing in deeply through the nose, filling up the belly, and often just holding that breath at the top for just a few seconds, whatever feels good for you, and then just fully releasing. Just try to keep that pacing. Nice and deep and slow, filling the belly, holding at the top, and then gently, gently releasing. As you continue to breathe and just be connected with your being, I invite you to just give yourself permission to kind of just kind of scan through your life. Scan through your day-to-day, -day, right? We've been talking about morning routines. We've been talking about breathing and cold showers. We've been talking about all these different upgrades and activations and ways you can change and shift. And just give yourself permission to kind of swim through this vision of some of the shifts you can see yourself making. What just feels the easiest? Oh, I'll try a cold shower. That sounds interesting. What seems the most exciting to you? And just really like let yourself see yourself doing it. Just as you continue to breathe, just have fun with it. There's no right or wrong. You can't even mess this up. But just like you're creating this little movie scene in your head. Maybe you see yourself, instead of sitting down at the computer all day, you break it up into little chunks. And you get to have little dance parties in between. What does that feel like? Doesn't that make it a lot easier? Maybe giving yourself the opportunity to see yourself going through a potentially tough or challenging moment you're going to have in the future, because you're definitely going to have one. Give yourself permission to actually feel and see yourself using a new strategy in response to that stress. And feeling that little flame in your heart, that little sense of like, oh yeah, I have those skills. I know that stuff. I have that power. Make it okay for you to actually like feel yourself owning the fact that you're capable of making those decisions. And then giving yourself compassion for the fact that sometimes you can't. Sometimes you're just a little too scared, a little too distracted, a little too tired, and that's okay. And just notice, see if you can find the place in your body that already knows that's okay. Probably somewhere maybe deep in your gut, 
deep in your chest, that still point in your body that's been there the whole time that's just like, hey, I got you. We got this. Thanks for continuing to show up. Thanks for continuing to open. Thank you for doing your best. And just feel that connection. Feel that team. There's you and there's your body. Your body is always bit on your team, always serving you. No matter what you have ever done, it continues to beat your heart for you. It breathes for you. It digests your food for you. You don't know how to do any of that stuff. It's growing your hair. It's healing the scrapes on your knee. Blinks your eyes for you. Translates all these frequencies around you into beautiful sounds and visuals. You don't have to do any of that. You're living inside this sacred divine vehicle that is infinitely more intelligent than you, and you can trust it, but you have to take care of it. If you need any proof of unconditional love, look at the fact that no matter how you've treated your body, it still fights for you. That's love. That's real love. Be willing to give that love back. Be willing to reap the benefits of what happens when you really nurture that relationship. Just breathing deeply into that, filling up your belly. Just bringing your right hand to your heart and your left hand onto your stomach. Then for these last three breaths here, just to close the circuit and really acknowledge the power of the body, we're going to take three nice deep inhales, nice and loud, just hearing that inhale, filling up the belly, holding the breath at the top, and then releasing nice and loud. Two more, just like that. Nice and deep, nice and loud, filling the belly, holding at the top, and releasing. And then this last one, nice and loud, filling the belly, holding at the top even longer this time. When you're ready, releasing with a sigh. Just getting it all out. And that was a good warm-up. We're going to do one more just like that. Another release with a nice, powerful sigh. Breathing in nice and deep, filling the belly, holding at the top. And releasing. Just taking a moment to acknowledge how you're feeling. Bringing your awareness to any sensations. If you're feeling relaxed, if you're feeling sleepy, if you're feeling energized. Maybe you're feeling anxious, maybe you're feeling confused. And just letting that be okay. And maybe just noticing what, you know, three, four minutes of some breathing and some intention and some focus was able to do for your current state of being. And just taking note of that. And then just beginning to wiggle your fingers and your toes. Wiggle your nose. And when you feel complete, you can open your eyes. Usually a big, doofy smile on the face helps in this particular moment. And welcome back. What a lovely way to bookend. That was awesome. Awesome. Sweet. I, or I was feeling, I don't know how anyone else was feeling. That felt yeah, I think that, I think that worked. I think that did something. So yeah, <laughs> I think our, I think our bodies were just kind of whispering, thank you too, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. <laughs>
good. Awesome. Awesome. And that's an important thing, right? Like developing that communication with our body. Are we listening to our body? And that's definitely a lot of what I've taken away from you is just getting better at listening to my body. What does it need? Knowing when I need sleep, knowing when I need to stretch, knowing when I need a cold shower, knowing when I need to, you know, like just, yeah, talk, listen, any of that. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So awesome. Thanks for listening, dude. Thank you. Thank you as well, man. I really appreciate just both of us showing up and creating this container, not to mention on the full freaking moon, like, holy cow, I kind of forgot about that until halfway through the broadcast. Oh, I was like, it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's, that's a thing too. So oh, well awesome. Done. Awesome. Sweet. So just as we get close to wrapping up this broadcast, I want to be able to invite anybody in the YouTube chat to please just be able to express any gratitude to Nathaniel and drop that in the comment. And I'll just read that on air in the next minute. And again, be sure to check out more of his work at NathanielSolace.com ritualreboot.com instagram look up nathaniel solace same as facebook and your does your youtube channel still exist do you still got your youtube channel up uh kind of let's just say let's say no i'm gonna say no if you youtube nathaniel solace stuff will come up though right if you yeah Yeah. yeah. you're gonna find all kinds of old stuff that i'm not super yeah uh, super excited to show everybody but now everyone's definitely gonna look how they said that it's, (laughs) it's not a big deal it's just like I'm going to start my YouTube channel up again. It's just cool. like literally a whole different version of me that was Absolutely. making those videos years ago. But yeah, go enjoy that. Absolutely. Yeah. And and, and just for novelty's sake, I'm almost uh, inviting people, you know, even go back and check out like the old episode of Paradigm Shift. I'll have to, I'll, I'll share that. I'll share oh, that yeah, within wow. within the core team. But look up Paradigm Shift Radio, Nathaniel Solace, and that will take you to the old one. Man, I'm, yeah, I, I, I don't even remember. I know. I'm like, what did we even talk about then? <laughs> like, right? Yeah. But it was probably like yeah. on point for what it needed to be at the time. So yeah, oh, yeah. yeah it always is it always is absolutely man so awesome <laughs> awesome so just reading some of the comments there tyler expressing so much gratitude for you all that was magic wolf howls arita great way to start the day for me she's in australia uh joel says thank you very much all of that what everyone has does and will do all is much appreciated and loved by all uh ascended panda says nathaniel thank you for this you're you're awesome and your vibe is welcoming and and absolutely again you know like that's like and i think that's a big part of that is like you know as as individuals all of us kind of have like our own our own vibe our own authentic expression of ourselves and 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 really just like honoring the fact that you know there may be similar things that me and nathaniel are kind of like putting out there and that's because like it's like good practical data but we always got our own style we always got like our own our own feel our own way of being able to send that message out there so again definitely inviting you to be able to connect deeper with nathaniel if if you resonated with his message and, and you would like to be able to you know keep up to date with what he's doing and i really recommend even just following him primarily on instagram he does a really great job of posting Instagram stories. So even just following those, you'll get a lot of value uh, out of that as well. So yeah. And uh, yeah. So just before we officially conclude the broadcast, I just want to be able to remind more people that they can check out paradigmshiftcentral.com. If you'd like to be able to connect with the core team, follow the signal there to be able to apply for your shifter pass, to be able to get inside our private community circle where we work alongside each other as a team of conscious media creators and leaders learning and leveling up, being in that space of accountability. Of course, you can also support on Patreon with a monthly donation of your choice at patreon.com forward slash Brendan Colton. Get your 25% discount code for items at quest item shop including the shift buttons and the light guarding crystals so that you can go out there take action and build community where you are and of course for those of you who are interested in supporting an additional way know that i do also provide my own monthly coaching services which again is is made possible thanks to like the support of nathaniel not like like literally just like his support helped me get to that point and and
and so again you know if, if you're like resonating with 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 my own style and you want to go deeper with me please feel free to reach out to me if you want to go deeper with nathaniel if you want to just like connect to both of us know that there's plenty of options available and remember there is always a move you can make so wrapping it up there thank you so much everyone for being here nathaniel any any closing words before we segue this out and send people on their way as they keep going and kicking butt and shifting those paradigms that sounded pretty good to me That's man good. honestly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just just like if you land on a conclusion that makes you feel stuck go go tell somebody that that's it. Go let somebody know that's where you've landed and see what happens. That's my little, that's my homework for everybody. There you go. There you go. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. Well, it, it's official Thanks now so that, much, now that you've listened to this broadcast, you've got the data, you've got the tools, you've got the information, your life is forever changed. But remember, it always comes down to, to you being able to make that choice to, to show up. And we are here as a community to support each other in doing it together. So for everyone here, for all the shifters out there, thank you so much. Be sure to subscribe to Paradigm Shift Radio on iTunes and give us a review. Uh, uh, yeah, look that up, Paradigm Shift Radio, and check out more at ParadigmShiftCentral.com. Follow me on Instagram at Mystic Spider-Man. And yeah, we got plenty more stuff coming your way. The next episode of Leading the Shift is going to be with our guest, Vanessa Fernandez, who has spent the last several years doing free hugs all across North America. So stay tuned for her story. That's going to be in two weeks. Every two weeks, we do Leading the Shift. And next week's broadcast will be a team roundtable where you get to hear more about what some of the shifters of the core team have been up to and get to be a part of that inspirational discussion. So Nathaniel, thank you again, man. Really appreciate you taking the time, sharing this value and, and planting those seeds and knowing that, yeah, like this this moment here, we, we have slightly just kind of like made the world a little bit different. And, and again, that, that impact and that shift continues through you, the, the listener, the audience, the community member by, by bringing the shift with you. So thank you for leading the shift. There we go. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> All right. You, Until next time, everyone, keep it shifty. And as always, we will see you in the future. Much love, peace, and wholeness. Get a little wolf howl full moon. Let's get in a little wolf howl, Nathaniel, just as we wrap it up. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, brother. Love you, buddy. Talk soon. Dude, that was dope. Oh, really? Okay. Special bonus shout out. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.